next session immediately with just what you need to know. And what you need to know is that the party here hasn't really so much of a party so far. We're just four people that got hired by a lady, Martella Lothian, to accomplish a couple of tasks for her at this year's Exaltation Gala in the capital city of Opara. A vote is going to be held in a few hours now on whether to overturn the male-only primogeniture. The law that's been in place since Taldor's founding that means only an emperor's son can take the throne and allow women to rule as well. Each member of this group has been given an individual task to complete to ensure this vote goes through smoothly. And they've all been completed at this point, whether successfully or otherwise. They've all... They're all done. So you have the rest of the gala now to attend to your own goals, to pursue your own interests. You have a unique opportunity in front of you. You're in the middle of the Oparin Senate where everybody who is anybody has come to pursue their own interests. And if you wanted to insert your name in, possibly make some connections, and possibly remember to mute the sub-notifier for once in my damn life. <laughs> this would be the place to do it. So we left off just after some unfortunate events took place with one lady, Trant, who was, I guess, kind of on a similar mission to what you guys were doing, just the opposite side of things, which ended with Sir Rostam getting kicked out of the gala. But he found his way back in a bit later, and with all of you having finished investigating Duke Sentimus here and figuring out how he feels about the primogeniture vote, the four of you are reconvening up in the Grand Archives to figure out what to do next. I'm going to go ahead and hide Baylor, just because he's not here for this particular session. But of course, in character, he is still around. Probably hobnobbing about the library as he is wont to do, making more friends up here with his inf seemingly infinite knowledge of all things historical and magical. So the rest of you, with Dara back in the party, and now entirely unaware of what even just happened, what do you guys want to do? <clears throat> well, top of a, of a new round, right? Yes. If you want to go ahead and I'll roll your initiative just so we can track your uh, track your actions and give yourself back your marker, you do all have a new social round here. And I'm going to ask you guys while you're rolling these, it doesn't matter so much right now for initiative because this is really just for organization more than anything else. But since I am also making the podcast version of this, can we get in the habit of saying what you roll? All right. For people that aren't actually watching and are just listening. Does that matter for things like this that literally have no meaning whatsoever? I did immediately start that by saying it does not matter for this. But for like uh, combats and whatnot or making diplomacy yeah. checks or knowledge is later to influence people. Uh, just say the number that comes up. Okay. So it's followable just through the podcast. So, uh, starting off, I imagine you guys are going to want to catch up now on, well, what the hell just happened. Uh, I mean, Dar's not too worried about it. It was just a, a scuffle that happened. 
Like it's not like, oh man, you just seen this woman that beat the crap out of me. I mean, if you um, of all people are not super concerned about this, then by all means, yeah. feel free to just continue pursuing your own ends. Uh, if you don't want to meet, uh, if you want to just go back to whatever it is you were doing, whatever interests Rostam here, you are up if you have anything you want to pursue. Uh, no, there's nothing you want to pursue. Like knowing that all the jobs are done, uh, or at least uh, finished, not necessarily completed. Um, he actually they're is done. Is gonna... They are done. Yeah, but they're Successfully not. Successfully or otherwise, yeah. they're still done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with all the jobs uh, completed, then uh, he actually just wants to relax now that he's uh, already had a fight in here, had a pretty tense uh, stealing session, and uh, just an all around frustration not being able to do any of his own job. He uh, just kind of wants to hang out and just relax. There's, there's nothing in particular that he's looking for right now. Right, that's fair. And uh, what. If you don't want to go to anybody in particular to influence them, the checks to play to a room are basically you just enjoying yourself in the area. So if you wanted to go out to hypothetically the gardens where the food and the alcohol is <laughs> and make a check to play to the room there, that would more or less be you just enjoying yourself in the area. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that would definitely be what it is. He's uh, he's trying to relax now. He had a, he had a good time. His face hurts a little bit, but... He's chilling. Yeah, and only moderately bruised and bleeding, not too terribly injured. You head out to the gardens to just enjoy yourself. And out in the gardens, do you have any of handle animal, knowledge, engineering, local, or nature, or perform with any sort of singing or instruments by chance? Uh, no, but uh, if not knowledge, engineering... I don't have anything in. Uh, no, I don't have the rest either. So yeah, I don't actually have anything to play to the room. Shockingly. Is, is Handle Animal trained only? Am I dumb? Yes. I thought anybody. God damn it. Wow, you really don't. Yep. All right. Sad. Well, he's just going to relax. He can't. Yeah, you can definitely spend your time out here just uh, just really just enjoying yourself. If you've done what you need to do and you don't want to do any further. No. Uh, well, Inori, I'm going to jump to you before Nell runs off. Do you, d does that matter enough to you to catch up now on what happened? Because Nara doesn't seem terribly particular. Really. You saw him come back in, he basically <laughs> nodded to you and just headed out to where the food lives. It's it's strange because he almost word for word said exactly thing that, like, I, I feel Nori would be in the same situation. She couldn't do her job right. She's she's all crammed up in places like this, so that's exactly the same. I, I would do the same thing go and just hang yeah. out in a room. No one somewhere. died. It's not, not that big a deal. Especially for people that like dealt with fighting and uh, killing things. It's not oh, a, yeah. a, a fight. Sense. It's like, that, was, that was far from a fight with death. And with you having actually been unable to run the messages in time, you're probably even more yep. perturbed than uh, Sarastim is. So you also just head out to the guidance. Do you have any of those skills I mentioned? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so, unfortunately. I thought you had knowledge local, do you not? Um, well, I don't have a check next to it, so that's... I, I don't actually have. don't. Uh, planes? <laughs> I can freak everybody out. How about the Ovarian right. Underground? I love the, that one. We can just force that one in somewhere. <laughs> not in the garden so much. All right, well, now then, who comes back in to find uh, everyone... Finishing up their conversation with Duke Sentimus, uh, you would notice 
that Rostam looks to be a bit worse for wear, but nothing too severe. And actually, he cleaned himself up, so honestly, without a heel check, you wouldn't even notice. He, he looks like he's perfectly fine. As far as you can tell, you went upstairs, uh, you talked to Lady Lothied for a moment, and caught up on what you had been doing. And as you come back down to the floor, and you see everyone else still just milling about and hanging towards the gardens, what, what do you want to do? Well, seeing as everything appears to be appears to be fine um appears to be fine i mean it's fine now more yeah. or less i will uh he's just gonna enjoy himself he's he's gonna go get some drinks go get some meat and he's going to uh spend some time chatting with starborn okay so you head back down and you had talked to marquez starborn previously and in fact i believe you had at least briefly met before this deal had even happened at all so you head back down to the gardens with everybody else it's I mean, you're done you finished your task and like lady lothian said all that's left is to just enjoy yourselves and pursue your own interests and at the moment those interests are food alcohol depending on persuasion and hanging out and catching up with old friends. So you head up to Marques Starborn. Um, well, I mean, I don't really have anything to talk about specifically, just more so Nell is going to spend time talking with Starborn and uh, just making friendly chat, enjoying his party. Getting to know her. Wink, wink. <laughs> so well, you, he uh, worships Shaylin and she's a rainbow. Yeah, so. she is like a physical embodiment of a symbol of Shaylin, honestly, with the crazy rainbow hair. She is not exactly hiding the fact that her is probably most of the other gnomes and druids and whatnot that live up in the the northern forests, more towards Whispill. They're also very heavy shell and worshippers. So you share not only a common interest in, well, possibly more shenanigans than the people here are wanting to do, but also religion. And you just spend the time. You don't even want to, like, influence check or anything, just just hanging out. Well, I'm I'm going to throw the uh, the good old knowledge or uh, perform comedy. Oh, you do have that. <laughs> That's fantastic. And That's I'm going to exactly roll a hot 23. You're Richard Pryor, oh, baby. Sir, Jesus. That's, that is a, a pretty good time. Uh, Marquez is already, <laughs> Starborn, Starborn is already inclined to like you. Uh, from what you've done before and for him, her helping you out uh, somewhat unknowingly with the heist and the arcade of triumphs, she is more than entertained here. So... Do you what do you already know of her influence skills? I think you already know all of them. We already know all of them. Yeah, so I'm just you just get two successes, my friend. That is just directly just to hanging two successes. Out having there. a good time. Yeah, and she again, she likes you. She thinks that you are good people, and she is really not interested in politics beyond what she literally has to be, because well. It's very she similar to me, honestly. Her. Yeah. As you hang out with Starborn and just make jokes for a while and 
Benori and Dara just in the distance kind of nurse food or beverages. She brings something up in conversation. So, Sir Stalwart, entertained as I am, have you had a moment to meet the Exalted? Have you seen her around here? I feel like you two would get along quite well. I actually have not. Um, I believe I did see him in passing over in the... I forgot what this area is called. Uh, that's just the Senate floor. Yeah, uh, just over in the Senate floor. I um, I did see him, but I was unfortunately busy up until now. I haven't had a chance to meet him. Understandably, everyone's here busy. Well, if you have the time, we should go talk to him. I, I know he's from Breezy Creek. I can't quite remember his name, but he's a weaver of sorts. I He's done tapestries for dozens of the senators here. He's a savant. I don't understand how, rightly. I mean, Breezy Creek, that's not much more than three houses in a mill out in the center of some plains, as I understand. Well, talent does come from everywhere. And that it does. I mean, that's really the... The best point of this kind of gala, isn't it? The exaltation day, festivities and everything. As much as the main heart of the celebrations, I feel, gets swept under the political rug, especially today. You should take some time, if you're not busy, as you said, to go see what the day's really about. The, exactly as you said, talent lives everywhere, and the man, he produces unfathomable arts. I much say the party should be centered on him more than it is this vote happening later then well from what i saw over there of course it is but not right in the <laughs> correct ways i'd imagine it being the exalted he's looked pretty overwhelmed i'm sure he would be more than happy to take some time to talk to somebody who's not trying to use him as a political footstool well, our uh, our duties for the day are complete. I believe I will speak to him. Uh, if you'd like to come with me, that would be quite wonderful. Well, I wouldn't pass up the opportunity for the world. Nothing else of interest is happening here. And besides, I believe the Grand Prince himself is scheduled to show up here momentarily. I'm not going to want to be in the way of that when the entire guard marches through the garden. Eh, or maybe I am. The animals will surely be unhappy about that. And she turns and looks to the, the little zoo arranged across the northern side. No, I'm sure the servants more have that under control. Come, Sir Stalwart. Let's make introductions. So, Inori and Dara. You would see Nell heading off back towards the Senate floor with everyone's favorite neighborhood gnome. This is quite obvious. Also, why don't both of you make me perception checks real quick? Twelve. Fourteen. Not terrible for level one characters. Uh, both of you would notice you weren't a part of that conversation, of course. You're off doing your own thing. But you would notice that the guards in the area are starting to mill towards the Arcade of Triumphs uh, as if they're preparing for something. There's a much greater presence of the Royal Guard here than there was 20, 30 minutes ago when you were last in the gardens. 
Clearly something is about to happen. Tightening up security. Definitely looks like somebody else high and mighty is on their way. Hmm. That it does. It might be interesting to stay. I'm curious to see what is going to be going on here. I got anything to do. <laughs> Another drink then for us, right? Indeed. So over on the Senate floor, you two just wait to see what exactly is going to happen over here. Starborn brings you towards the center of the Senate floor, where, as she said, quite a few senators are currently gathered around the, the man you, you saw earlier, who pretty much looks like he he doesn't necessarily belong here. The senators, for the most part, look like you would expect. People that spend their days in buildings like this or in their own offices, uh, passing laws and edicts and running their various duchies and dukedoms. This, this guy, the Exalted, he's pretty clearly spent most of his life outdoors. He's tanned, borderline sunburnt, much more well-built than the rest of the people, and doesn't really fit into his clothes so well. They clearly seem to bother him. He's constantly pulling at sleeves and collars, even as he seems to be more than enthusiastic about telling stories of his pretty good weaving to the senators gathered around. <laughs> he is actually like a uh, like a hick. Right? Yes. Uh, Breezy, okay. do you have knowledge local? Yes. Go ahead and roll that. Roll me a check open. See if you've even heard of Breezy Creek. Because right. that's that's how big Breezy Creek is. Well, that's a 25. So you would have. You're fairly familiar with the area around Apara. It's a little tiny hamlet. Not terribly far from the capital. But you have Opara, the main capital city, and then some of the suburbs around it, the lesser cities that just radiate out from the coast. A little further inland, once that's mostly fallen off, you have Breezy Creek, which, as Starboard decided to uh, describe it, is pretty much three houses in a mill on a, ri on a riverbank. There is maybe 30 people that live there. It's a, it's a flyover nothing. And the fact that somebody like this has been produced in such an incredibly small hamlet is really... Well, that's more or less what the Exaltation Day is about. Talent doesn't practice. dude. Live everywhere. Now, out in the gardens, you two, Dara and Anori, would see that this has moved on from being something is about to happen to something is happening. As a pair of servants approach here on the northern walkway leading past the garden itself, literally unfurling a huge rolled red carpet across the walkway of the garden. Guards, uh, and beyond guards, what are clearly now soldiers, large, hulking, olfen men, are clearing the path and moving everyone out away. And you actually get shunted uh, away from your table toward the north end here, more towards the center of the gala. And following this, 
a host, a full phalanx of a dozen of these huge Olfen guard march in procession across this red carpet, almost as it's being unrolled in front of them. Behind them, you would both, as would nearly anyone in Taldor, recognize Grand Prince Stavian, the current presiding ruler of all of Taldor, protected behind a, a, a yet another full phalanx of guards marching around with him. A mixture of the Olfen bodyguard that are just sworn to protect the crown and whole blocks of soldiers marching with him. It's truly an impressive procession, even for a gala such as this. And as it marches by, not only the, actually less the senators, but more the various nobles and aristocrats in the Garden and the Arcade of Triumphs just flock to be around this, to catch a glimpse of the Grand Prince himself moving into the area. As this procession passes, you would notice a few of the military types, uh, notably Pytherius, the commander-in-chief himself, walking along the outside of this procession in towards the main hall. And after a minute has passed, as well as dozens of bodies, another pair of servants unfurl the red carpet after them, uh, picking it back up and following on into the western side, into the main senate floor. And as suddenly as it began, it has ended. Uh, you both noticed that in the commotion, as you look around, uh, Princess Stavian has just kind of disappeared as well, uh, as stealthily as she had arrived. Hmm. Well, that was uh, something. I believe it is time. I'm going to go watch Gear uh, to join me. Yeah, I think I will. I thought he'd call her, to be honest. <laughs> he is not a particularly large man. Uh, in fact, he is kind of surprisingly gaunt and thin. Uh, not quite, but almost sickly looking. It's just how he is. Uh, like as mentally? You, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't see someone's mental state. That picture says otherwise. <laughs> as you head uh, towards the main hall, you would notice that area A3, the Emperor's Hall here, is actually closed. And these phalanxes of soldiers have posted themselves up at the northern and southern ends of the area and are not allowing anybody entrance. Uh, you can see past them that the Grand Prince Stavian, the Princess, the Commander-in-Chief, and several other figures are inside uh, discussing something, and they have kicked literally everybody else out of the Emperor's Hall. Neat. The Olfen Guard cool. stand posted by the dozen here behind the baseline soldiers just watching out over the crowd, still kind of going the same direction that you two have to just walk towards where things are happening. Mm. Uh, I'm just moving over here, watching everything go down. 
No, I did not mean to be that close to that guy. <laughs> not trying to bump at anyone. In, yeah, towards the uh, towards the regular Senate floor here. Yes. You you would notice again that uh, Nell and Star Starborn here are towards the center of this, uh, where the crowd has largely at this point moved away from the the exalted the peasant here the calbio from breezy creek and what's left are just a small smattering of these senators the senators themselves so do you two want to play to the room here because i'm sure one at least one of you i mean i'll try but have it bluff no, or sense uh... motive Bluff. Or no, bluff. Those aren't trained, so you can use them regardless. Oh, okay. Knowledge, local, nobility, or religion. Okay, I can or, use sense motive. Or if you have it, or bluff or sense motive. So you guys will at least have that. Yeah. Just so you at least get your actions for the social round in. I don't know if I have fucking any of them. I don't those know aren't trained, so even if you don't have bluff yeah. or sense motive, you can still just roll them. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll my sense motive. Uh, as it's uh, my turn, assumably, since Nell, after Nell's. Yeah, I just want, I just don't yeah. want to, I'm moving to the, uh, time is progressing, I don't want you guys to just, yeah. I'm giving you a last chance option to use your social actions for the round. Oh, nice, 16. Alright, I'm gonna try to bullshit my way through this room. And just as the entire party has gone away, I roll a 7. Well... You you did try before, actually. You had been in here previously trying to make your way through this and just kind of figure out... Try to make an impact. And well, You weren't really successful in here last time either. It's just too out of your element. Uh, Dara, however, seems to be finding a bit more success because if nothing else, he still has that trained military background he can use. And that's enough for him to function in most areas, and at least make something of himself. But he's by no means becoming the center of attention or becoming any sort of a major figure. Alright, so each of you get your actions back. So, now, if you want, since I, you have something uh, that you want to do, I'm assuming, if you want to talk to Calbio here, this will be your time. That is exactly what I would like to do, actually. After a few moments... As he finishes up telling a story that's less of a story than more of just a trailing series of ideas about a tapestry he'd weaved. It's it's clear this man is well as out of his element as Anori appears to be here. But he starts to turn and this kind of devolves into a series of conversations and it's not impossible for you to catch a moment of his attention. And whether it's just what he thinks he's supposed to do, or this is to some extent going to his head, as he sees that you are waiting in the area and that he has not uh, interacted with you at all, he turns to you with a huge grin on his face and sticks out a hand. Well, I will return it with a firm handshake and introduce myself using my full name, which I failed to pronounce properly. Uh, Nelogenous. <laughs> but Nelogenous you can call me Nell. 
stalwart. And uh, he just kind of laughs. No! Well, good. That's going to be a lot easier for me to say. Uh, Calbio. Uh, Calbio. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's a... not easy for me to say either. Well, I just... Hey, you one of these uh, Senate folk? Do you make the laws too? No, I'm just here to enjoy the wine. How about yourself? I've heard quite a few good things about you. Man, I can't even get to the wine. I've been tied up here meeting all these. Uh, I can't remember half of these names. I feel like I don't know how you guys do this. But well, it's uh, not I'm easy. Just, I'm just a weaver, man. I, I don't know how all this happened, but I'm pretty good at it. Uh, obviously, if it's gotten me here, this is all uh, just just way above my head, though. It is so, probably quite the daunting experience, that's for sure. Oh, what's interesting, if nothing else, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely different. But I mean, I've been, I've been in all about so Apara in various mansions and noble estates as they would, but I've never been the, the center of the whole thing. I've I just been there to do the, you know, the work, get the, the commissions and the ideas and various heraldries and whatnot. It's never been about me. So, what do you, uh, do, I guess, if you're not a senate? You don't look like a servant. You look, I don't know, aristocratic? Well, I don't know the words. I, I don't mean, uh, I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm offending. Oh, not at all. I am, um, I'm actually one of the lesser nobles of Opara. I, um, don't really do much, per se, except for drink and eat, of course. Um, I generally spend my time, uh, just with guards, with people, enjoying everything the city has to offer. He looks kind of confused with this. Well, okay. Well, like, what do you do? Like, how do you... Yeah, he seems like he doesn't really understand. Do you not have a trade? <laughs> do you don't have a... What should you... How do you make money? Well, my father, he... As much as he would like for me to take interest, he is a local senate member not not something as high and mighty as what we have here but he is a minor government official and there's minor governments <laughs> yeah there's all this sorts is all of... so complicated i don't know how you keep track of all this it's not easy most of it we just write down honestly <laughs> oh you'd have to there's no way you can remember it all well there's got to be like 300 people here there's easily that's that's like <laughs> that's, that's like, maybe like that's, half. A, that's a step above him saying there's got to be at least 10 people here is uh just again it's so so far out does he not almost be comical i was gonna say does he not know how to count he just heard someone say something about 300 once and he's just like yeah 300 is a lot it's not beyond imagining that he hasn't been much out of this broom with how much all the senators have been trying to use the little exalted country boy as their own political stepping stone. So he probably yeah. hasn't even gotten to see the entire gala. 
but uh, but he continues. But uh, well, it's, it's it's nice meeting everybody like yourself, uh, Sir Stalwart. He begins. No, perfectly fine. I'm not one to sit on formalities like everyone else. Oh, I gotta say, that makes my life a lot easier. I appreciate it. Even if you're just making the robes a little lax for old Calvio, I accept the offer. Now, you ever seen any of my work? I'm not certain that I have, but I believe I I go to various noble houses on occasion as part of my father's requests of me. But um, I'm sure I've seen it without realizing it. Oh, you, I mean, you, you might have, because boy, let me tell you, it's pretty good. And he starts launching into a whole uh, spiel about how he does things specifically. Uh, which, this, this is his element. This is exactly what he understands. And you wouldn't think weaving could be terribly complicated, but with the different types of techniques and weaves and uh, embroidering that he does to get various heraldries uh, properly fitted into much more vast tapestries. This actually almost immediately goes beyond what you can even understand. And uh, I'm certain it's, it seems to be the same thing he's been doing all day. And most of the senators just kind of nod and go along with it. While you're occupied with your boy Calbio here, Dara, you got anything you want to do? You want to just keep being the area? I mean, you can see yeah. Nell, and I mean, you talked did, you talked to Starborn too, didn't you? Let me look. I actually have marked down. A you, little uh, bit? You did. One point? You did briefly. briefly. Yeah. I yeah, believe we all did. You can see them over there talking yeah. to the, uh, the Exalted. That's easily stands out in the room here. Yeah. Um, no, nah, he'll probably just keep what he's doing. He's waiting for the, uh, for the like all the stuff to happen because he uh he's in, he's interested in that like he wants to see what, exactly where this goes because he's been uh he originally invited for a job but now you know essentially just invited to witness this now that the uh jobs are all done so he just wants to see what goes on like uh because he probably won't ever get to do this again <laughs> getting in here was definitely one, like a one-time thing not wrong so why don't you uh go ahead and just make another sense motive check for the room then okay or did you bluff you sense motive. Yeah, I sense motive. Ignore your bluff. Okay. Yep. Hey, 17's not bad. That's not bad at all. And as you continue to sort of just float around the room here, you run into a group that you... Well, that you don't necessarily recognize, but that seems to have recognized you uh, hanging around with Sir Landless earlier. And one man in particular, younger sort, but clearly noble-born, one of the very much self-important types, sees an opportunity. Landless came through here before, kind of dazzling the floor with his knowledge, and, well, like he'd done everywhere else, just look how smart I am, but somehow in a way that actually works. This guy can tell that you are not landless. Again, the brain side of thing is not necessarily your strong point. And seeing an opportunity to move himself up, he challenges you to a verbal duel, a debate, 
of sorts. And he doesn't ask. He just kind of starts going into his opinions on a couple of various fringe policies in the country. His very strong opinions on these things. And now this is clearly somewhat out of your element. You're not a politician. But what you can do is read people fairly well. And although you know virtually nothing of the topic at hand that he's talking around, you can tell that he is very specifically doing just that, talking around it. Uh, one thing in particular he is making very careful note not to bring up. So you call him on that. You can sense motive. You can read people fairly well. And you that, that is enough for this very brash man who thinks he just has an easy shot at impressing some of the other nobles around to pull the rug out from when he overextends. And you come out very much looking the victor here. So, that impresses a few people. That gets a few laughs. That gets this man walking away somewhat shamed. And you can use Sense Motive now to play to any room. Uh, not just this one, even if Sense Motive wouldn't normally work there. Hey, pretty good. I'll, I'll stroke my beard and just smile. As a matter of fact, you've all... Not only are you wearing the matches, uh, match the matching Veritas house badges, you've been together for a decent amount of the evening, and all of you can take any of the influence skills for this room. Bluff, knowledge local, knowledge nobility, knowledge religion, and sense motive. You can each pick one of them, and you can use that to influence any area of the Senate Hall as well. Alright, sweet. I pick nobility. So you can use knowledge ability. What about you, Inori? Uh, I know you don't really have any of these, but bluff and sense motive aren't trained only, so whichever you're better at. <laughs> bluff. <laughs> yeah, bluff. Yeah, mine's going to be sense motive. All right, so you can use bluff to influence any room here. Dara can use sense motive, and Nell can use knowledge nobility anywhere. So, Inori, what about you? What are you up to? You also, of course, see this uh, Calbio, Nell, and Starborn in the center of the hall here. Just with the, the lack of just success, just she's just in the uh, place of wanting just to be done with this. And, and, and just her mind's not in the right spots. It's probably the booze and a mix of a lot of things. But I, I think. Can I try to do them again, or can I have to move to another one? Yeah, you can try it again. There's no penalty. You can just keep trying. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> determined to make some sort of impression. I'm going to try. Yeah, because it's not like you're making a negative impression. You're not making a laughing stock of yourself or anything. You're just not making any impression at all. You are just also there. You are one of the dozens of faceless nobles here on the floor. Uh, all right. Can that get change? get that new dress for nothing. Right. You gotta earn that new dress. Just can't do it! <laughs> Just can't do it! That's another seven. You are not... He's very consistent. You are not earning the dress, my friend. <laughs> but you're trying. So, regardless of Minori's attempts to insert herself, 
we'll come back to Nell and Calbio, who, after a full five minutes, is somewhat starting to wind down his explanation, somewhat starting... I mean, you, you feel like he kind of knows that nobody fully understands what he's saying, and in a way, he's proud of that. It's I mean, I wouldn't lie to him. He has... So well, but he when he finishes up, uh, it's just it's just a pleasure to do it, man. It's great to have something I feel like I'm good at. Well, I certainly I couldn't follow most of what you were saying, honestly. It's a lot more convoluted than I was expecting. Um, everybody has something, at least something that they're good at, and you seem to know a whole lot about what you do. It's very impressive. And he nods and smiles uh kind of like a weird sort of quirky smile and exactly like that picture exactly like that picture <laughs> i just says you know what i appreciate that too or nell i appreciate that you see the good in people that's something that i feel like there's not really enough of up here in the in the seat of the government in the senate hall or whatever you want to refer to this place as that's something the world needs more of you know what I don't get around a par of that much when I come here it's usually for a reason this is all this is all just just real overwhelming you're gonna be my big city friend no fair enough it's what I like to do help people around and uh Starborn just kind of chuckles in the in the corner as Calvio is at this point most of the conversations here and the roles you're making aren't really you're literally standing here talking to somebody for 15 minutes you're just because these are group because groups of conversations and you don't usually hold some of the tension that long Calvio here this is the exception Calvio is very much like at this point it's years best buddy as far as he's concerned <laughs> he is very much talking to you now to the combined amusement and almost chagrin of some of the senators gathered around. And he, Starborn kind of chuckles and walks uh, a bit away as you clearly have Calvio's undivided attention here. And she's gotten all the amusement she wanted out of this without really even getting to participate entirely. But, uh, she just you wanted have... to hear the country boy talk. <laughs> she's amused. She got what she wanted. You have very much made friends with the, the country boy here. Uh, you've made a pretty good impression on Calvio. And as you he want me says to roll that, dice at him at all? You don't you literally don't need to. Okay. He, uh, just by showing interest. <laughs> you have successfully influenced Calvio. <laughs> He's very overwhelmed. You don't need to throw dice at this man. There's no skill checks here. Calvio is just happy to have someone who introduced himself with not only his first name, but a nickname of his first name that he can say it's not all these fancy titles. And as he said, it's just seeing the good in people. He's happy with you. As he says that, you see a flock of servants enter from the south. And there have been just a few kind of around. Uh, there's usually one or two going through the Senate floor with drinks occasionally. Most of them are around in the gardens out in A2, uh, where the main tables and the food are being served. But now, a half dozen of them enter the Senate floor bearing plates loaded with uh, hors d'oeuvres and even slightly heavier fare as you see the main supper being brought out into the gardens behind them. Dinner is served, gentlemen. Who's hungry? 
Oh, 100% eating. Daria likes eating. It's a good time. So anyone who wants to head out to the gardens now, they are serving the proper meal for the evening. And the individual tables that have been scattered around are being converted into several long buffet tables that are laden with just unnecessary levels of luxury. Several entire glazed and roasted pigs uh, aside various cut hams and different entire flocks of fowl. Everything just laid out riches on the table. So who wants to go to the garden? Uh, Darren will go. Like, uh, I'm sure there's going to be an announcement for uh, when everything like really begins and they start talking and stuff like that. Until then, he's just It'll gonna... be pretty unmissable. Yeah, they're going to be like, I'd like and to... it's go time! I'd like to invite, uh, invite Calbio for wine and food. You don't even necessarily have to. He's going to follow you anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> Your big city friend. You have a yeah. buddy now. I'm fine with you, this. Anori, cool. Are you really determined to make this whole set of floor? Dinner, got up and love me. I'm out of here. I'm done with this room. So, yeah, I think moving to a new location would be for the best. All right. So the three of you all head out following the beautiful, intoxicating smell of food into the gardens where dinner is being served properly. And I'll give you guys all an action back for this social round while you're out here, because you can now, even if you just want to influence the area, do so with your chosen skills, which makes everything much easier. And most of the senators don't follow. Most of them stay on the floor. A couple of them head out. Baron O'Kara comes out. Starborn comes back out. There's a, a small handful to do, but most of them, I mean, this is fancy for you guys, of course, but fairly standard fare for them, and they don't really see any necessary need to mingle any further than they already have, and they are at this point preparing, preparing for the upcoming vote. But some of them shuffle around and head over because, I mean, free food is still free. You have to be very busy to pass this up. So, Dara, as you partake of the drink and the buffet tables out here, you notice that, well, it's not really noticed, so is everybody else. The garden is by far the greatest density of guests here now. Uh, a lot of it's quite a, an efficient but long rotating line moving throughout here to take your pickings of the meals. And as everybody eats, and more importantly, as everybody drinks, a lot of the various senators and nobles start to open up a bit more. Uh, you feel like it's going to be easier to influence people while the meal is happening than while you're just try trying to d drop yourself into a conversation midway. Um, uh, there's no one that I aim to talk to uh, as of the moment. So, uh, oh, A2 moved. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I just moved it because I realized I could put it in an impassable area instead of having it be in the middle of the garden. Yeah, so where we're standing. Um, so yeah, I'll just do the... Because I can now use sense motive in this room now, right? Yep, you can use sense motive anywhere now. Yes. All right, so I'll do that, which is uh, hopefully not going to get into another argument. I'm not looking to have another dude just... Yeah, you're like, you're like I don't want this. Like, <laughs> this isn't what uh, I wanted. But yeah, just to uh, hang out and have a good time uh, with everyone. So your sense motive becomes Ooh. almost sense <laughs> drunkenness 
out here. Yes. You are also sense. drinking. And you, I mean, you certainly make a few friends and talk to a few people, but that's what everyone's doing now. You don't make a whole lot of an impact on anyone in particular in any way that'd be useful. Uh, and Ori? <laughs> Determined. As I, um, the, the skills in this room, besides the one I can use anywhere, were none that I could do. It was like handle animal and like... Yeah, you couldn't do any of the ones out here, so you just have your bluff. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, don't feel bad. None of us have good skills for out here. Yeah, level one pathfinder, you're right. But still, gotta do it. We don't have a druid, so <laughs> eight, eight. That is higher <laughs> than seven. But still, not really doing anything. Again, I just this is not your area of expertise. Nope. This is not what Inori does. Inori hunts bounties. Inori hunts people. Inori does not hunt conversations with local aristocrats. This is not your strength. Uh, Nell. Why don't you come out here to grab some food? You would notice that, of course, uh, Baron O'Kara did as well as one of the other lords you haven't really been introduced to yet. And you... O'Kara notices you. You had talked to him a little bit previously. And he seems to approve somewhat of how happy you've made our dear little exalted peasant. He seems uh, not just amused like everyone else is to some extent. I like it's funny, like he actually kind of appreciates that you're reaching out to him. But what do you want to do? Um, okay, of course, he has already been fully influenced from earlier. Yeah. I would like to... at least speak with um, the group below us and introduce both myself and Calbio to Kastner, who we have not talked to yet. Okay. So you uh, you got some food with Calbio, and the two of you head down to, again, the a senator that you recognize as being someone of some amount of import, but not one that you had a chance to talk to yet. Now, do you have knowledge religion? No. I don't believe you do. You would notice that Kastner, like yourself, has chosen to wear his full ceremonial breastplate to the event. And it is emblazoned with what you recognize as definitely a holy symbol, but not to a god that you recognize off the top of your head. So, quick in-character type question. Um, knowing that paladins and clerics are a thing, uh, would I be able to recognize that he might be one because of his style of You would armor? definitely recognize that this man looks like he is a paladin. I didn't know if like that's something you can tell just by looking at someone. I mean, sometimes it, you can, sometimes you can't. Do you, I, I feel like in general, you can usually tell a person's general class. I Rules-wise, I feel like you can usually look at somebody and tell. The context but, clues. Yeah, like if the dude's got a spell book on his hip. I mean, there's usually clues. Uh, this dude 
has a long sword at his side, a huge holy symbol on his chest, and he seems to be somewhat, uh, not necessarily reserved, but very well kept. And just the way he conducts himself, this dude, even if you couldn't normally tell, out of all the classes, a paladin is probably the yeah. easiest one to look at a person, because it's not like they're hiding it. This guy's pretty clearly a paladin. Okay. Uh, I guess that would be a good way of breaking the ice with him and simply just ask him about his symbol. Say that I uh, don't quite recognize it. And he, uh, he looks to you and grimaces a bit and nods. So unfortunately, not many do. It's the symbol of Regathiel, the general of vengeance, lord of justice, and righteousness, defender of the downtrodden. And he gestures to the symbols emblazoned uh, on his wings as well. You can almost see it in this picture there. Uh, it's a sword crossing a red wing. And he says, one that many would do well to know more about. Unfortunately, I'm not um, fairly versed in many religions. It's not something my father deemed necessary in my teachings as I was being raised. It's not one that many people have deemed necessary here in Taldor, and again, this is unfortunate, but I understand. Not all are fit for the life to serve Regathiel regardless. It is a difficult path that we walk, and truly those who are unwilling to commit themselves to his good cause of righteousness and become proper paladins will only so far be able to redeem themselves in his eyes anyway. But as long as your life is one committed to the path of the good, surely you've pleased him as well as you can, even if you know not his name. Well, you seem like the right kind of fellow to follow him. You seem very... What what would be the the best way of describing him? Because you you were saying About? he's like very proper. I mean, way he's, that he, he's, he does seem to hold himself in a fairly high regard. Like he puts effort into appearing uh, as like he's you trying to a uphold the feels he should. Exactly, he's trying to not look like he's messy or unkempt. He's what is a good word for that? Insane. I, mean, I, I somebody to in chat clean, has to know. but I feel like there's a better way to describe that. I don't know, just uh, yeah, he's almost super... regal, yeah, almost regal. Yeah, he's groomed, really well... groomed, groomed. Yeah, he's just well kept. He's a clean yep. dude. He's like, I am justice. I am lawful. Probably, dead. if I was speaking to him, though, I would say uh, like regal. Yeah, regal's a good choice. Regal's a good fit. But uh, he would nod and smile a bit more. Okay, thank you. I try to represent my god as well as I can. Now, uh, I recognize your insignia. That is a, a defunct house, so you're here as a guest. Indeed I am. Were you related to uh, Lord Veritas at all? The distant descendant of the house, perhaps, or just the, using the lineage for the badge. I, I actually knew Lord Veritas, uh, well, of course, not personally, that was near a century ago now, but my 
grandfather knew him, and I, to some extent, his somewhat more estranged descendants. <laughs> Fallen far from the path that I've heard. Would I have enough knowledge nobility to be able to bluff if I wanted to get in his good favors? What are you trying to bluff? That I am a like distant relative. Or d- distant relative. Yeah. It'd still direct be a descendant would be hard. It'd still be, well, yeah, there's not really direct descendants. That's why the name doesn't exist anymore. Um, it would be a hard bluff. It would still very much be a bluff. Because without you having... Well, I'm just up, curious if me having knowledge and ability... Out. Yeah, the name having died out like a century ago. Like, I'd let you roll knowledge and ability, and if you get like a 24, I'll give you a plus two on it. But it'd be a really tough bluff, because it's a long dead man and family line. So it'd still be, a, and it's hard just a, a bluff, really. Eh, I don't really want to lie to the paladin. But I was just curiosity. You can, uh, I mean, you can make a discovery check to see what his, uh, what you could use to influence him. Uh, yeah. Unless you just want to drop something on him, or you could you could always just guess. Uh, I'll just uh, knowledge nobility him to try and figure out a little bit about him, just while having conversation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, throw me knowledge nobility to try and learn some of his influence checks. A fifteen. So this man is very proper and straightforward and you feel like you would have a lot of success with just a diplomacy check uh, trying to talk to him and let me reveal him in the journal for you as well actually I don't know that he has one oh yeah he does they all do it doesn't appear that we have Verima's journal either Verima. Oh, did I not give his to you? Whoops, I can... Let me do that one as well. Okay. There is Lord Kastner, and yet you are correct. I forgot to give you Verima's, and you definitely talked to him. Let me reveal that. We didn't do much with him, but... Yeah, but you did talk to him, so I've given you his... There you go. There you go. Thank you. You you can see it on his shoulders in that picture real well. That's the holy symbol of uh, Regathiel. The sword over the red wing. Neat. Alright, so everyone go ahead and give yourself actions back. And Nell, are you going to continue talking to him? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Just general um, trying to introduce Calbio to people he might not have talked to. Uh, learning a little and bit this, about... This whole time, Calbio's just kind of watched because he knows that as much as he is the exalted, this is somewhat out of his element but but while he's been here uh baron okara has stepped up and he's been talking to the uh, the baron a bit so he's he's around you but he's not really involved in this particular conversation okay because i i don't want to like calbio high and dry you know no yeah, you're not abandoning him or anything uh and again baron the baron seems to have taken a liking to him as well so you know that just just talking to him and being straightforward would be a good way to approach him. So if you want to use your action, you're just making a full diplomacy check against him. You can do that. Or do you want to just keep talking to him? Uh, 
I'm not sure there's really much more to gain from just talking. Yeah, because again, the, the gala is a weird mixture of it is, if we fully RP'd out every conversation, we would actually be here for two real life months worth of yeah. sessions just talking to everybody. So since it is multiple hours long, you've introduced yourself, you've talked to him a bit. If you want to use your action this turn to just throw dice at him. Feel free. Also, Dara, you reject. You get one non-lethal damage back this round. It's been an hour. Oh, nice. Uh, did you say two skills or just one? I you well, you got one. You got diplomacy. Okay. This is a sixteen. All right. Making and, buddy, buddy. Yeah, with a sixteen, you appear to impress him at least somewhat. As far as you can tell, because he is, again, very, very proper and polite. And just because it still, is still a new system, you don't know that you've succeeded. He seems happy with you, but, I mean, people can be polite. It doesn't necessarily mean you're succeeding. Unless you really hardcore succeed, you're not sure if you're succeeding or not. But a 16, and uh, you spend some more time with Kastner just learning really he is more than happy to explain what he does at his duties as a paladin and more about the way of regathiel the way of the righteous uh dara and Inori, either of you what do you guys want to do um i don't know dara is uh he's not one for just like talking to people like the the, the reason that he did is like even talk to those people was it was his job um He's more excited to just like be here. Uh, he just seeing that Inori is uh, not Inori. The uh, stalwart has been talking for so long. He's gonna go over, but not uh, like engage. Like not hi everyone. I'm this guy's friend, but just kind of yeah. go over and hear like what's going on and whatnot. Okay. Just interested to see what's going on, but uh, I won't use my thing yet. Okay, uh, Inori. Do I do it again? I mean, it's not I believe in you. Impossible. You can only fail so many times. That's what I'm yeah. thinking, right? Like, like statistics get, get are a thing. Statistics, you will eventually just roll higher than an eight. Yeah, there are more numbers on it. There are other dice. numbers on the d20. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's not like we do painted them you over. Want to try hard and believe in the dream that a nori can do anything at this gala. Said to Pete believes in you. Hey, I had a nice conversation with the lady in black. That's true. You did. You you made a friend. You you had a good time talking to uh, Marquise de Champ. Yeah, there we go. 15. That is a fifteen, ladies and gentlemen. He did it. He succeeded at one entire check. Yes. I want you to know that I'm really a hero. Hey, you've done thanks. You've done good work. All right, so uh, Dara, as he's talking, he, they've both kind of seen, Nell and uh, Lord Kastner both seem to be doing kind of the same thing, which is just politing at each other. Uh, you recognize this is just the kind of thing you do at galas such as these, but as you said, it's not entirely your element. But people come and go from these conversations all the time, and even as you watch, this has expanded into uh, a fairly decent group here with Baron, uh, Baron O'Kara, Calbio, 
Nell, Lord Kastner, some other minor nobles all engaged in this, and it wouldn't be hard to insert yourself if you wanted to. Um, not, not at the moment. He's just eating, enjoying himself. Okay. Uh, you want to yeah, play the room? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll uh, continue playing the room. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just collecting actions because. Uh, yeah. I'll move it on here in a sec. Okay, so I'll do that again. Looking to fourteen's uh, okay. Yeah, look, looking to just talk and chill. Fourteen is okay. Oh yeah. We've been like drinking and stuff. Would would we have drunk enough for it to affect us at all? Like, just... uh, you would not. I imagine at a gala, you are not getting intoxicated enough to take statistical penalties because no, the, the yeah the, the stuff they serve here is it's like that fancy bubbly legally alcoholic kind of stuff. The point oh one percent alcohol. Yeah, content. like it's. Especially because they have this huge primogeniture vote coming, and they don't want to tell the senators, "Sorry, you can't drink; you're gonna be drunk." Even like the wines are incredibly light, so no, it wouldn't have any sort of statistical penalty on you or anything. This is a fairly high-end gala, so we'll start with Nell, uh, because he's currently in a conversation. Do you want to keep here? Uh, for the time being. Until I see a reason otherwise, I would spend pretty much the rest of the party here. Okay. Like just so for you, the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean you're you're having a good time talking to Lord Kastner, and you see no reason to move elsewhere. And if nothing else, you're interested in this. You don't have knowledge religion, you, but that doesn't mean you're not, especially with a. a deity like this. And as Kastner continues to explain to you, uh, you learn a good amount about Regathiel. In fact, if you want to put in your character sheet somewhere, you just want to note it under knowledge religion or whatever, any knowledge religion checks that are about lawful good deities, you get a plus two. That's pretty hot. And you, you learn that they are lawful good deities. You just you get a plus two to knowledge religion checks that pertain to lawful good deities. And you learn that Regathiel is not a god on the scale that like Saren, Rayor, Ferasma are, are gods. Uh, not even on the scale that like Caden Kaelian is a god. He is like an archangel at best. He was an imperial lord. That is a servant of the gods, through his, who is through his righteousness and through his service been handed a small measure of divine power. He is like a, a demigod at this point, basically. So it's it's okay. understandable that he's not a huge, like, well-known figure across uh, Taldor or anywhere really, just because he is minor. But do you want to drop another diplomacy check on Lord Kastner? Uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I can do because, like you said before, going into the actual conversation will just take forever. Yeah, it's just there's so many social rounds. We have to we have to hit a balance between RPing these out and sometimes just dropping a d20 on some on dropping a d20. That's that another was a 20, bro. 22. <laughs> that was a, 
that was like a 20 and then it was a two and then it was a 20 again. <laughs> that was an adventure on a d20 this is why we'll never get rid of 3d dice uh but yeah to finish that thought we had to strike a balance between actually rp these conversations out and sometimes just dropping a d20 on a dude's head because unless you do want the gala to be the entire campaign <laughs> we have to skim over some of it like so, me personally i'm interested in hearing about this uh demigod but for the sake of it not taking forever forward, yeah and, and i can just look it up later that to you you do very much show interest and without it's clear to him that you don't know much outside of your own worship and uh even as far as Shellen is concerned, you only really know the basics. But Lord Kastner appreciates the interest you take. And kind of similar to Calbio, he sees the good in you. And that you, beyond that, which is ironic because you're a true neutral, but I'm, uh, sure? neutral I'm gonna give you a moment because it hasn't come up yet. Are you sure you want now to be true neutral? He's neutral good. Oh, he's just, it's neutral, neutral on your character sheet. Change it on the the one in roll twenty. I need. Uh, to... I was like, I, I was gonna say, like, I'm not. Oh no, I'm no, not... it says neutral good. Yeah, I changed it because I, I just changed oh. it. I'm oh, not well... here to be the alignment <laughs> police, but I feel like you want Nell to be some flavor of good. But uh, yeah, he's supposed like, to be neutral good. Because it seems like it just seems like that's how you're playing him. But he sees that. I mean, that's literally one step off lawful good. So Lord Rasner offers. I don't know what's brought you here, who you're a guest of, and it's not my right or my place to pry, truly. But you seem a capable sort. Uh, as long as you walk this path and, and truly serve those that are righteous, I would not take it upon myself to claim such a title as an arbiter of Regathiel. But I do my best to lead a chapter of his noble paladins. And my name throughout Taldor should assist you. Uh, should you go in my good graces, the clerics of various houses, uh, not only for Regathiel himself, but for those who would work alongside him, the nobility of Iomadai or Saren Ray. His clerics should render aid to you. If you come to them bearing my name. And should you ever need the assistance of our noble cause personally, of course, uh, Sir Stalwart, do feel free to reach out. Well, of course, I'm happy that you would say such a thing. It's, it's an honor for a man of your standing to think so kindly of me. Oh, it has been more than a pleasure conversing with you. May Regathiel's eyes fall upon you. And his wings shield you, Sir Stalwart. I thank you. I suppose that would uh, end up being the end of our conversation, wouldn't it? Yeah, he does. He does with that turn uh, elsewhere, uh, turn his attention in other directions. But you feel that you have, as far as influence goes, made all the progress you can on Lord Kastner here. All right. Now, the meal that is being served down the garden does draw the attention of most of the nobles and senators, even if to just rotate in and out. But a lot of them are still liking to stick to this area. It turns out people at a party 
like to be where the food and the, well, what is technically alcohol is. And no exception here is Wasoka the Fantasmus. <laughs> you would recognize coming down on a brief break to just try to come grab some of the food as well. So, uh, Inori, Dara, anything you guys want to do? Uh, no, I'm continuing the thing I'm doing. Dara is uh, just not one for this. There's uh, no, there's no one it, like super like interesting to talk to because he's not looking to. Uh... Okay, you don't really have like a an agenda that you're yeah, trying he, to push here. Yeah, like before coming here, he wasn't like, oh man, if I could get in there, I could just do all this stuff. He was just, someone's like, hey. I heard you do these things. Well, you want to come work for me? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And they're like, well, it's at the gala. And he's like, oh, wow, I'd definitely love to go there. Never, never going to get to come here again. So, like, he's just pumped for that, really. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't really have an agenda of any kind to uh, just, like, mosey around and talk to specific people. So you just want to play the room? Yep. Play the room. Go for it, buddy. Bang. Oh, my God. Hey. That's... I'm leaving this room, you son of a <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a 24, 24. on your mm-hmm. sense motive. Feels hot. All right. So as you've been hanging around the area for a, a while now, uh, you've just kind of moseyed around various conversations because you look military. You clearly are. That's what you were. You came with the Talvin military symbol on you, yep. like uh, Pytherius himself did. So every now and then, people come up to you to introduce themselves for generally their own agendas. Try to make a military friend or senators trying to express how much they care about the interests of veterans and whatnot. But while they've all come, you've left a fairly good impression on each of them that has come through. And a lot of them have begun to talk about you even after your direct conversation with them is done. Pick an NPC and you'll learn a way to influence them for free. Mm. Pick an NPC. I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> he's probably not going to talk to a silk that much. Really. Yeah, there's no there's, reason you. Yeah, there's no reason to be like, "Hey, clown lady, um, jester lady, sir." Whatever. <laughs> same I'm thing to Dara. Talk like that about Same thing to him. She's just a clown person, lady. Yeah, pick any there's NPC and you'll learn one of their influence skills. Um, I, I mean, realistically, mean. he'd want to know more about the Baron or the other guy. Uh, Let me do this. I'll uh for because I just realized this make a lot easier. I'll put green dots on people that you've already fully influenced, that uh, no. you won't gain anything no. from influencing them further. And like, feel free to move your token around the area to see if there's anyone that jumps out to you. Okay. Uh, just the, to see the rest of the tokens. My only other thought was the uh, the other military guy that I just can't remember his name. There are quite a few military guys. The, specifically, the the other one that I spoke to uh, oh, for. Or I, Earl Vernissant. Earl Vernissant was the guy you stole from. <laughs> I believe oh, it fuck, was, yeah. <laughs> believe it was Zespire that you spoke to? Hold on, let me look. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I don't have an influence for uh, any of them from you, so whatever you did, you didn't successfully influence them. But uh, I know uh, you did. Someone oh, I, meant, I know it, Nori definitely spoke to Zespire because she had to talk to him for her mission. Did, but, I, nope. I, I, did I not speak to Phytherius? 
I don't believe he did. Oh. He's the only other one that uh, Dara would be interested in speaking to. Yeah, I don't think he ever actually talked to Pytharius. I mean, Zespire is like the Pytharius of the Navy. Yeah. And uh, Vernissant and Cicado are both also large military figures. Like, anyone over there on the right... Anyone over there? They're all military figures. Yeah. Um, Then, yeah, I will take it on uh, Vernissant. All right. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is the dude you stole from. He doesn't know that, though. Yeah, he doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Profession soldier. Oh wait, I'm speaking to him. No, I'm just saying you. Oh. You can use profession soldier when you speak. Oh, oh. I thought that was like a command, like roll that. I was just like, no, 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 I don't. You know something about him. Okay, sweet. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want to actually meet that guy. No, no, you just you know profession soldier. he is military at heart. Okay. And uh, you could use Profession Soldier to influence him. Do you have Sweet. his journal thing? Let me give that to you. Because you do not have his either. So that you can take notes as you will. Downside of Real 20. It seriously takes so long to give you guys the ability to see something in the journal. Yeah. There you go. Oh, he even looks like a douche in his picture. Well, I was about to say he looks like a prick. He's got a Winati shoulders. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> it's watching me. Inori. That's the least you, of his problems. You are, you finally did it. You successfully uh, started to make some amount of an impact. And you have an opportunity to snowball that because you came here with Dara. And you noticed a couple people still uh, talking about the nice Osirian veteran they talked to by the fountain. And you take the opportunity to say, hey, I know that guy. This is doing your own conversations. You pick an NPC, and you'll also learn an influence skill about them. Ooh. Uh, they have to be in this they, room? No, they do not. Anywhere. Because you're learning this from other people. So, and there's people here who know everyone. Hmm. Is there anybody still milling in the Senate Hall? Yes, uh, Marquez Deschamp and uh, Lady Clement, who I don't believe you've spoken to, is there. Well, we'll leave this room, because I think my uh, my guy stole all the dice. <laughs> all the way back out here. Yeah, Marquez Deschamp, having been also kicked out of the Emperor's Hall, is in here now. <laughs> Kind of preparing. Uh, Finding another dark corner. Let me learn about the lady. Hi, Lady Clement. Diplomacy, actually. She, as you watch her, appears to be very reserved somewhat and very proper in her interactions upholding herself as to what you probably uh, what she seems to think and what you probably also think a senator should uh, making sure to hold herself to a standard and just a straight diplomatic conversation would be an easy way to get in with her this does not take your action by the way this is still just a benefit of playing the garden uh no why don't you also take an NPC? You're out here with Calvio and Dara. Take an NPC and learn a thing. Uh, we know nothing about Jarlborn. No, I do not believe anyone has spoken to Jarlborn. No, 
You want to know something about Jarlbjorn? I would like to know something about Jarlbjorn. Jarlbjorn is an Ulfin that, much like Starborn, kind of ended up in this role more than he really wants it. And honestly, just a raw strength check. This is what my kind of guy. You literally flex on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> literally flex on this guy. And let me, I'm still, I'm trying, I'm still trying to give you Clemens. It seriously takes so long to reveal this to you. There you go. There's Lady Clemens. And then let me give you Jarl Bjorn in your journal as well. His blown up picture looks weirdly sad. He's not happy tell to be me, here. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, I guess you're not wrong. He doesn't really want to be oh. here. His eyes even look like they're glazed. <laughs> he like, looks like he's sad. His face looks like if we're, if you told someone what does Womp Womp look like, and they <laughs> drew that. <laughs> like, that's what his face looks like. He gave birth, and they're like, should we name him that? They're like, no, no, that'd be too wrong. So... Uh, Inori and Dara, you both still have your actions for the turn because it's the uh, no the years Dara years was playing in the room. Inori, you still have your action. Uh, this of course, this, like I said, this did not take your action. This was just a free action basically that happened as a result of you. Well, mostly Dara becoming a figure in the garden. But you were also there. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. I'm, I'm I'm I know him. He's friends with me. I mean, I did no work and I got benefits. So do you actually want to come here? Or are we just moving moving around to see who is around. We'll see. Um, they literally stole my dice, so I left the room. It, it's not hot for me. So I came here, and I realized that I can influence with diplomacy. So, I, I mean, I have that. I'm, I'm going to make an attempt to diplomate. The reason she is a, Lara, a figure here that you would recognize is, and this is going to sound weird, but keep in mind, Taldor, she's Garundi. That's not common on the Senate. And the fact that she has been able to not only hold this seat and hold respect and hold her own, and hold her own in the Senate courts here has made her into an influential figure as much as she does not want it to be because she is almost literally the token black senator. It's worked in her favor, much to her disdain. So it's like a yourself. it's like a racist thing, kind of, with her. Kind of. So, uh, and you know that she's a major figure, largely because it's impressive for someone of Garundi descent to have made such a name for themselves in the Senate as Lady Clement has, as a lot of her claim to fame. So you approach, and she uh, to, to this small conversation with her and a couple of other senators, and she nods and holds out a hand and introduces herself. I'm uh, Lady Zaria Clement. I, we are not introduced. Lady in Nordentho, ma'am. Nice to meet you. My pleasure. Uh, what... Do you... You don't work for one of the senators here. You are present as a guest, I see. Uh, um, a little bit of both, I guess. I mean, I was tasked with a few things earlier, but time has come and passed. Now I'm just sort of milling about, you know? She just kind of laughs. Tasked with? You make this sound so serious. Yeah, it's, I'm a lot of my element, I gotta be honest. Oh, please, wearing a guest badge, I'm sure this is what you have been subjected to for the whole of the gala so far, I imagine. That makes it n not any easier, ma'am. How did you come to the Senate floor? 
play else to find yourself here but to talk shop as it should be well <laughs> technically to get a, get away from the talking of the shop in the other room i just <laughs> say hi <laughs> not, not surprised i suppose the talk of primogeniture is on everyone's lips and they have not had much opportunity myself to leave this area been very occupied it is an important night uh, regardless of your feelings you should be at least somewhat pleased to be a part of history here oh but of course it is a, a pretty happening event it is will be interesting to be sure i do believe the vote is already all but decided it seems that this overturn is nearly certain oh really how, how do you know Oh, it is my job to not just to vote, but to know things. <laughs> to assist with whatever agenda is not only I believe will pass, but I believe should pass. And this primogeniture that Princess Eutropia supports is as sure as any other. Uh, more sure, in fact. That's great news. I couldn't agree more. I should hope that the simple circumstances of one's birth would not dictate their capabilities to rule. It is a simple understanding. And I believe now with the vote so near at hand, it has become more than time to make stances public, as many have. That is why I believe this shall pass. Still, there are some that play their cards close to the chest. Some unpredictable, but I don't believe there will be enough to overturn what seems a sure bet at this point. I will drink that. Ah, you brought drinks. You come from the garden. Indeed. Again, I wish I could take some time out of my schedule to get there, but these galas, these parties, even the ones on this day of exaltation are at worst a yearly event, and this, this is historic. This is not something I can make time to move away from, unfortunately. But it is good to see that on this day and this day of celebration and pomp and circumstance, there are many such as yourself who can come to enjoy the, and the sights and the hospitality. Uh, or at least try to, yes. <laughs> or at least try to. Uh, do you want to make a diplomacy check? I like how you started saying that. Do you like to make... <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard to flip between 50 voices. No, that was cool. All right, yeah, I do. Do you want to make a diplomacy check? <laughs> A nine. So close. <laughs> you you briefly you were counting seven, eight, uh fifteen? No, nine. That's what comes after eight. So you continue your slow and steady rise up the list mm. of numbers that exist. <laughs> so give everyone an action back real quick and we will continue as about a half hour has passed now since the supper has been served. And I feel this is a perfectly good opportunity to take a brief break. Uh, P and or IRL snack break. Stupid. Well, we'll just but get you while you're yeah. making waffles and I'll just do everybody else because that's a little longer than I thought it was going to be. So, let's resume. Yeah, I used Pathfinder online for a while because I didn't realize that was a different game. Let's resume. Uh, let's jump in here. And we'll just go ahead and skip Dara 
and now, as you break away from Lord Kastner there, and you have Calbio turn with you as well, and just sort of step away from this conversation, Calbio takes the opportunity to step towards the buffet tables here and grab some food. Either oblivious to the fact that there is actually a line, or oblivious to the fact that manners typically exist in social situations, whatever the case may be. The nobles and aristocrats are more concerned with making good impressions themselves and they are not letting the country boy cut in here and grab himself some meat. So no one seems to be too terribly perturbed, so nobody's hurt, whatever. As he steps over, he looks up and he notices Masoka on the other side of the tables doing the same thing. And he turns back to you, Nell, and just joyfully points I'm over. I'm just gonna nod my head. He's like, they got a clown! <laughs> <laughs> and Ahsoka, of course, not looking at his direction, but hears that joyous outburst and just obviously sure it's directed at her, turns and smiles and does a little curtsy and a spin, always in character, over towards Calvio. So now, what do you want to do with your actions? See yeah, I'm back. Is Wasoka a halfling? Wasoka's a halfling, yes. Okay, perfect. Marquez Starborn's a gnome, Wasoka's a halfling. Yeah. Almost so, everybody, I think literally every other NPC is a human. I don't even think there's a half-elf. I think every other NPC is human. I will grab Calbio and head over here to talk with Wasoka. Oh, he is more than excited about that. Calbio is super down with clown time. So I will actually induce us in Halfling, because I speak it. Okay, so you... You introduce yourself in Halfling, and Wasoka, looking somewhat surprised that a obvious noble also knows Halfling, uh, greets you back in the same language and smiles with a nod. And she turns to Calbio and says, It's such a pleasure to meet the exalted himself, the star of the show, the master performer here at this gala. You! My good sir, you are a treasure. And uh, Calbio is, at this point, fairly used to being doted upon by people here. And he just smiles and just kind of like leans back a bit, taking a pose like, yeah, I am pretty cool. So, well, I do do me some pretty good weaving. Uh, but but thank you for the, for the kind words. You, uh... I didn't know there was clowns here. I've been stuck talking to senators all afternoon. And Wasoka just kind of laughs. She says, well, up above in the gallery. I've seen you down below all day, of course, but we've been tending to our own amusements. You're free to come join us at any time. And he just kind of nods and turns back to you and says, hey, Nell. Nell, we should go see the clowns. Oh, absolutely. As soon as... You said she's, like, down here taking a break of sorts, right? Uh, she's getting food, so she appears to be, yes. Yeah. So, um, speaking, like, half to Wasilka, half to Calbio, trying to confirm, yes, we will go up there as soon as Wasilka is done with her break, uh, give her time to rest. I'm sure she's been quite busy entertaining the children and people as they come and go. 
and uh, she just like really exaggeratedly furrows her brow and frowns and just shakes her head a bit. She says, you gotta be kidding. Me, tired, Wisoka, the fantabulous. No. The show is unending. Watch. And she uh, points down to her plate where she has a small stem of grapes. And uh, just kind of spins her finger around it a bit. And she holds her plate out towards Calbio. She says, would you like a grape? Greatest weaver in all of Taldor. And he, uh, again, just actually blushes a bit and smiles and bends down to pick uh, the little thing off this halfling's plate. And says, well, I was going for something a bit more hearty, but don't mind if I do. And he plucks one off and puts it in his mouth. <laughs> and immediately his eyes just widen. And he just, like, gags and spits it on the floor. And uh, a bunch of the nobles around are, like, are visually taken uh, taken aback by this clear breach of etiquette that our local country boy is performing. And uh, Wasoka puts a hand on her hip and cocks her head to the side. Again, kind of really exaggeratedly as Calbio is looking down like, there's something wrong with these grapes! And Wasoka says, huh. Strokes his Really, they tasted fine when I tried them. Here, hand them back a second. And he and she just drops it back on her plate and she spins her finger around again and says, hmm, well, has a step back out of him. Try it now. And he looks at it, looks at her. This is, I don't know. I don't really understand what's, what's happening. <laughs> and she just laughs and says, don't worry about it. Have to trust me on this. And he pulls another one off slowly and very, very cautiously puts it in his mouth and bites down on it really slowly. <laughs> and then he starts chewing and he kind of nods. And then he starts nodding harder and he says, Mmm! This tastes like shortcake! This doesn't even taste like a grape! And she reaches out and takes it back for him. And she says, all a part of the show. Now, do you know any of the things you can use to influence her? I believe you did a discovery check on her earlier. Uh, and I did. It was like That was literally like session one. I did think... not write it in the journal. I gave you for the stuff writing. You, uh, you just wrote, it's a flippy boy, Mark 3.2. That's going to come back to bite was, you. So That was me. Yeah. <laughs> I believe... It was slight of hand figured out form something. Yeah, uh, sounds about I right. I mean, if you... If you... Think you remember some... And you want to try one, or you want to try and get an influence check because she definitely has more skills that you haven't uncovered uh, while you're talking with her. Surely Calbio would appreciate that because he seems way more interested in this clown than anybody else here at the party because he's just really not one to hobnob with nobles too much. He wants to enjoy himself. Wasoka seems like a good gateway to enjoying himself. Yeah, I'll figure out more. I guess knowledge local. Uh, her influence is, yeah, knowledge local or sense motive. To learn her influences, yeah. 
or discovery check is what I was meant to say. All right. That's a 20. That is a 20. So you learn that although you get the feeling that a career jester is going to be somewhat hard to deceive, she does appreciate you sort of becoming part of the game, a part of the entertainment. So a bluff check could work to influence her, not because you are actually bluffing her, like that you are deceiving her, but because you are bluffing everybody else around and keeping her show going. Anything to keep the show going. Forever. So, uh, Dara. Um, you think... could still continue playing to the garden. If you want to just play in the room here, there is... You can keep going. Yeah, uh, I think I'll do that, but again, uh, I see them doing something, and I'm uh, a little more interested as it's funny watching him like spit yeah, up. Yeah, well, it would be quite the spectacle out here. It's very obvious because yeah. that would have been a bit of a ripple of just spitting a grape on the ground right next to the fate table, like some kind of, I don't know, uncultured peasant from Breezy Creek. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll continue what I was doing, but uh, move close to them as uh, that was something notable. Uh, and with the discovery checks, you all do. You're near enough that you can you're picking up this conversation as well you would also know that you could use bluff to influence her so it's he doesn't have to like break away to share that with you so if you want to i'll make a bluff check here i'd use your turn trying to influence basoka you definitely can uh uh yeah i'll do that um as they're like talking to her and it's making like a like noticeable uh commotion then uh i'll come closer and do that because i can roll this not gonna be great but i'm gonna roll it anyway Yeah, like I said. That <laughs> was not great. <laughs> a hard one is, is, in fact, not great. But uh, she humors you as she does continue to move her way along the, the buffet table. As she said, keeping the show going even as she is stopping to grab herself some food. Uh, she doesn't seem like offended or anything. She is a jester and half of her job is taking things like this in stride. Unbothered, but probably not a whole lot of effect on influencing her. So... And Nori, you want to continue talking to Lady Clements? Yeah, I need to try the diplomate again because it didn't work the first time. Because why would it, you know? So, have you tried rolling better? You know, that's a good idea. See? You see how easy that is? You know what? Thanks for that advice. Yeah, really I don't know why you didn't that. just... I'm not really sure why you didn't just do that in the first place. It seems like it makes a lot more sense. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> so you spend... Uh, you spend uh, another 15 minutes talking to Lady Clements. Uh, mostly just making small talk and just trying to get in with her as you can. Just, just trying to make a friend here. Trying to make another friend. I mean, you, you, made a, you did a decent job making an impression on Marques de Champ, but so far, you still feel like you haven't really successfully accomplished anything at this gala. So doing your best to at least have something to take home and say, I did this. I made friends with this senator. So everybody, go ahead and take your actions back. And if you want to stick with Wasilka, 
she is going to be heading off towards the side of the garden away from the table here because this would be another 15 minutes past 45 minutes after the food has been served do you want to follow her off and keep talking with her because calbio certainly does um i actually need to finish talking to starborn but then i will go up there with them Okay. Uh, Calvio has been sufficiently distracted that he is actually just going to follow Wasilka. Uh, you can hear him just kind of playing the whole way down there. No, seriously, though, but I don't understand how you did that. And Wasilka just talking <laughs> circles around him, which isn't terribly difficult to do. So you said you wanted to talk to Starborn. Yeah, just... Uh... Uh, oh, I did not put a green... She is, If you thought she wasn't fully influenced, she is. I forgot to put a green dot on her. Okay, well, then I will... Okay, no, she is full. I passing. missed her when I was marking who you know you've influenced. <laughs> okay, I, I no, figured she was, but I just yeah, wanted no, to make sure. Yeah, no, she's definitely fully influenced. Um, in passing, I will um, tell her I'll probably be tied up for a while, but it was wonderful getting to speak with her. So what do you want to do? I will go with Calbio and Wasilka. Uh, Dar, you want to head with them? Um, yeah, I'll, uh, follow. Uh, not, like, you know, talking to, uh, either in particularly, but interested in what they're doing, and because Nell is actually coming, going with him. Yeah, I just kind of followed on the Exalted. And at this point, as the, a lot of the people have started to eat their fill, and the vote looms ever closer, since Calbio is with you, you have started to reacquire a small gaggle of lesser nobles oh that are following along in your wake. So at this point, you are almost becoming the center of the party, and whether she wants to be or not, so is Wazoka. But she seems super happy about it because this is more than literally her entire job is to entertain people. And while she can spend time entertaining the Exalted himself, this is probably the best thing that's ever happened for the Fantabulous brand in ever. So, no. Some good, hard, free advertising. She starts to tell a story. She has, has had her fun with the silly magic tricks, and she starts to entertain the crowd by telling a story. And being a small halfling, she pulls a chair out from one of the smaller tables down here and literally stands up on top of it. So she can at least get kind of close to the height of a regular person as she uh, looks out over the crowd telling her tale in between taking like comically huge chomps from a ham hock. It's not a serious tale. Calvio is as enraptured as anybody else is standing around pretending to be because they want to get in with Calvio. Do you want to, either of you, spend your time here trying to assist Wasoka in this and get in her favor? Because crowd participation is very much a thing in this particular story. I want to instead, because uh, I can roll a sense motive as a discovery check, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So I want to do that because I want to know other ways to influence her. Always works as a discovery check. All right, um, I want to use that to try to see if there's anything else that I can use to influence her besides bluff, because or to help with you know whatever she's doing. Okay, uh, so roll yours bluff is not a great first because knowing a thing is more useful. Yes. So. Ah, bang there we go. Can I borrow one of those at some point? Yeah. <laughs> a hard twenty gives you a total of a 25 yes please um and you want yeah, to learn another influence skill have... 
You can have the next one, Shenmue. Uh, yes, please. So I'm going to give you, because I think at this point you technically have learned all of our influence skills, and I'm also going to give you a weakness. Okay, uh, you can use bluff or diplomacy or any sort of perform, perform. or oh, even boy. disguise to help her okay. storytelling <laughs> so uh, Got it. in a variety of ways. But something stood out to you a bit, uh, Dara, as you picked up on the conversation she was having with Calbio and Nell originally. Her magic, like the magic tricks she's performing, obviously aren't actual magic. This is just sleight of hand. Trickery. She is, a, she is an actual magician, not a wizard. Yeah. But it seems super interesting how she's able to just pull things like the, especially like grape trick, just out of nowhere at any time with seemingly no preparation. You don't have knowledge, religion, or spellcraft, but you think somebody who did could possibly learn a little more. Because even spellcraft, there's still like somatic components and motions to regular spells if you had either of those skills and you were talking to her and got her to do some magic you would be more likely to have an easier time getting to know her or perhaps if you had stealth and you could observe her doing a magic trick from an angle she maybe didn't intend learning how the magic works behind the scenes seeing through the veil would definitely make you more of an interest to her. Okay. Um, so yeah, I can use stealth. Uh, right now on my sheet, it's two, but it's four without my armor on because I obviously don't have the armor on. So when okay, I roll yeah, it, so it'll just be go two ahead and roll it normally, and yeah, we'll just add two to it. Yeah. And uh, I'll, she is using some. I'll let you use this instead of aiding another uh, for now because you don't really have good for any of these skills. And using the weakness gives you a plus four. So if you make the stealth check. And you make it, I'll let you use that to basically be your aid another for Nell's influence. Hey, hey, all right, I'll do that. Uh, bang. Oh, well, it's a seven. <laughs> that is but... a seven. Yeah. And uh, even if she does weave a couple little flourishes into her storytelling here, you can't seem to get anywhere where you can say anything special. She's performing to a whole crowd all around her here. And... You're not able to subtly get close enough at, a, at an angle enough to try and get a peek into whatever it is she's actually doing. Uh, so, Nell, how do you want to help her tell her story? Her comedy of errors. Perfect. I'm going to tell some comedy. So you're going to supplement her. She is a jester, and the story she's telling is one full of crude jokes and slapstick. And, well, that's exactly your area of expertise. You can definitely help with that. Make me a perform comedy check. And that is a 21. That is a hot 21. So Wasilka, again, is taking audience participation here. A lot of the nobles are stuffy. They're reticent to participate. They're not exactly chomping at the bit to jump in on these particular stories here but you Calbia's friend 
she turns particular attention down to you two and pulls you in multiple times. And you can, you can tell she is very pleased with what you're doing as she pulls you in again and again and again to the point where you're almost as much telling the story as she is almost as much pulling out as she goes. Meanwhile, Inori. <laughs> um, so I don't have the green dot next to either of these people. That no, I've... it takes more than one successful influence check to, to bring Damn somebody it. up. Because basically what this is, is it's a substitute for the fact that according to like the base rules, you could just throw a diplomacy check at somebody in a minute of time and make them go from like neutral to friendly or whatever or indifferent to neutral, or however the scale goes, I honestly don't remember because we never use it because we better RP things. But since this is such a social campaign, and Pathfinder is, to a point, still a game, can't just fully RP your way into everything, I'm definitely giving you guys bonuses for doing cool things. But uh, it's a more than one step shifting their attitude. So it takes you a couple. Some people are harder than others. Some people have higher DCs. Some people take more checks. But you'll know when you feel like you've gotten in with them about as well as you can. All right, then uh, then I will continue because the only two that I've made any progress with are both in this room, and God damn it. <laughs> this is barely a good place for you to be. They're both, uh, I know because I used the sheet on Marques. I She uses diplomacy as well, so I'm going to stick with this one for now. Use the sheet for what it's for. What a champ. Well, somebody's got to. Somebody's got to. Alright, so go ahead and roll me that. That's the eighteen? That is, I'm pretty sure an eighteen, because the chat log says twenty-four, so that's a spicy twenty-four right yeah. there. Yeah. You're welcome. I told you, my next one would fail, and you got that one. It's on yeah, me. You, you asked him for the die and he handed you the die. Like you he did use, it. Use mine. Thieves for life, you and me. You got this. Yep. So no problem. As Bro you're talking to Lady Clement, again, this is mostly just small talk. You get into the topic of uh, a little bit of your own life. She obviously asks who, beyond who sent you here. She is somewhat curious as you talk further. And you've been conversing uh, on and off in this little group for about almost 30 minutes now. Uh, she asks about you as Inori, not you as the page wearing the uh, Veritas Senate badge. And you briefly mention your father. Lady Clement has almost a, uh, a look of understanding after this. This is, oh, this is surprising, but not terribly surprising. I, I did not know your father, but I had heard his name. He is a professional. He's very skilled at what he does. He has made waves. Uh, many of my colleagues have turned to him for problems, so to say. Sounds about right. And from the look of you, I would like to consider myself a fairly decent judge of ability. But I will be the first to tell you that appearance does not denote what a person can do. Upbringing, training, uh, skills and dedication... That is what determines a person's capabilities, and you 
if that was your father, I am more than certain are very skilled in your own field. Are you following in his footsteps? I am indeed, actually. I've got the still got the family business open. I'm trying to live up to his name the best that I can. But it's hard, you know, just getting started. I've only been really doing it a, a little over a year now. And she, uh, she puts a hand out and motions for you to follow her. And uh, she leads you. If you are you gonna go with her? I don't yeah. to drive your character. She leads you back uh, behind the main center floor to a, a hallway behind where there's just just many less people and just a few aides and servants scattering through. As you walk, she says, "It is interested, yeah, interesting that I, we would meet here. Uh, it's some someone like yourself would find herself in this situation at all. Uh, surely it does not seem a place for a bounty hunter to appear, but." From our discussions, I've picked up a few things. I do not know what kind of a man your father was, only what I have heard of him. And I have heard that regardless of his personal feelings, he was very dedicated to his task and his craft. He was reliable. These are good qualities. These are very useful qualities. It seems, from my judgment, that you take after that very well. I perhaps can extend an offer of friendship. We could be useful to each other. If you are here, there is something that brought you here. Some small amount of interest or personal goals. You said you had uh, tasks to accomplish as you put it so suddenly when you arrived. Right. I believe we can help each other. How? I do not know. But I like to surround myself with useful people. And if you are intelligent, I imagine you do the same. No? That's exactly uh, the only benefit I was hoping to take away from this place. Well, the benefit is what I can offer you. I am not giving you a job right now. I have nothing I need done, but you seem as useful a person as any. An able body that if we may be able to assist each other. It'll be for the greater good of us both. Let me extend the olive branch here. I do not have many holdings here around Opara. Uh, simply an estate away from my main grounds to arrive at occasions such as these, to participate in the votes, to be a figure on the Senate, to do what I can to write the path of history. What I do have are many holdings out around the greater area of Taldor. Uh, many scattered holdings that sometimes may be of use. If you need a place to stay for a brief while out in the greater area of the country, contact me. Perhaps I can be of assistance. That would be wonderful. I appreciate that very much. And I would hope that should the time come, I could call on your assistance as well, if it would be necessary. Now, do not mistake me. I do not have any underhanded tasks or no cloak and dagger missions that need accomplishing. But sometimes certain, how you say, uh, political prisoners. And you need uh, a, political... a scalpel instead of a hammer. I understand. Yeah, exactly. 
I do not wish to be intentionally deceptive. I am attempting to be straightforward, but it is difficult to talk of events that have not yet come to pass. Who knows where time will lead us? Sounds like the beginning of a uh, beautiful friendship. As I should hope, Lady Dento. As you talk to her and you head kind of back into the main Senate floor here, you notice that most of these senators are starting to make their way into A6 onto the Senate floor. Uh, you notice one of the Dukes helping uh, Sentimus in his wheelchair, and uh, pretty much everybody from the library has now made their way down here. And a lot of the various senators, uh, the large group that went out to gather food, uh, about an hour after everything has been served, are starting to make their way in as well. The vote for primogeniture is at hand. You probably have time, if there is something you want to accomplish, for one more social round before the vote begins. So we'll start with Dara. What do you want to do? Uh, 15 mm -hmm. minutes later, the story has wound down and ended, and most of the crowd has dissipated to start to make their way towards the Senate Hall. And you're noticing the main bulk of the people heading that way. You know the vote is nearing. And Wasilka has excused herself and more than welcomed you to join her up in the gallery above to watch what she refers to as the festivities, should you be so inclined. But she is heading back upstairs to the gallery. Um... Yeah, I'm going to start going in towards uh, the Senate Hall, but uh, that's all for now. Okay, so you start to make your way out towards the main hall. What about you, Nell? Um, yeah, uh, I real guess quick, I would... they can't pass this like line right here. Like That's where they're stopping people? Yes. The guards? Okay. That's I all. would... Uh... Yeah, there's still that, that area. A3 as a whole is still blocked off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go uh, with Wasilka after talking to Calbio just for a minute, saying, I believe... And as you talk to uh, Calbio briefly, he's expressing more than interest in following Wasilka. A pair of servants wearing the uh, emblem of Savian himself approach and uh, briefly introduce themselves. and says, uh, Sir Calbio... It is nearly time. Your presence is requested by the Grand Prince himself. Come, we will he requests that you follow us and join in final rehearsals. And Calbio's like, oh! Oh, yep, I, uh, no! No. I'll find you later. It's been good talking. Thank you for showing me around. I really appreciate you extending the hand, man. This place is just, just beyond me. But I gotta go. I got stuff to do. I gotta get exalted. And he has a huge <laughs> smile on his face. Well, good luck to you. I'll be watching you from the balcony. So, Calbio is out here. That's actually exactly what I was going to say, is I'm sure somebody will be along in a minute to retrieve you. Yeah, so, so you're about to be fetched. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll just go hang out with Silka and throw another check at her. Alright, so you head up into the gallery, uh, where you can see 
Martella would actually be over here at this point. Uh, she has moved back over towards the other side of the gallery where she still has that roped off area where she had the coffee pot that she brought you all up previously. And she uh, notices you come up, but doesn't nod or anything. She just she sees you. You see her mid-eyes for a second. Then she goes back down to watching the events down on the Senate floor below. And at this point, everyone but the kids are gone. And a lot of Wasilka's troop are ushering the various children over closer towards the railing to look down and watch the primogeniture vote. And they're mainly reverting to babysitter role at this point. And as you approach, uh, Wasilka sees you coming up and uh, turns and smiles. Is that interested, are you? Oh, it's a better view from up here anyway. Well, it's not like I have any business on the floor anyhow. I have to thank you for your participation in the impromptu show down below. One never does really get away from the trade. Uh, it's hard with this dress. Well, I, uh... I enjoy being the life of the party, so getting to help you do the exact same thing was quite fun. Did you consider joining the troop? Ranks are always open. You could be fantabulous. <laughs> I do appreciate the offer, but I have noble responsibilities. Is I would much... You to pitch dice interface? Indeed it is. Pitch dice interface, go. Let's tell some noble jokes. Not really. That's a nine. Yeah, with her <laughs> almost kind of starting to come out of character here, as the even with Silka as the primogeniture vote approaches. You try again, but she is much more distracted trying to like this is this is the big shot, but this is the whole reason the gala is happening. And with her distracted as she is. She gives you a couple like cursory laughs, but you can tell she's she's not super into that right now. She's mostly having to help out with getting the kids ready and everyone to go watch their parents and aunts and uncles down below, as everyone so far has said, make history. Now, everybody else is here in the Senate floor, and I mean pretty much literally everybody. So Dara, what do you want to go for? Um, uh, you can still play this room as well, if you just want to overall, while everyone's here, just float around here if you can. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds like a bad idea. It's just the way you emphasize that everyone's here, if you want to play the room. I just like, mean there's no. like a billion senators, like pretty much <laughs> yeah. all the senators that made their way in because the vote is about to start. You no, yeah, it's just for the roll is what he's saying. Yeah, it was just funny. It was just everyone's here if you want to roll that dice. It's like, uh. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll roll it. I will sense motive. The room. Sense all of the motive. It's a whole lot of motive to sense. I sensed okay. it okay with an 18. That's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool okay amount of motive. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Okay. So you come in. You sense the motive around. You, uh, you do a pretty good job. But uh, the biggest thing you're picking up on is that everyone is, at this point, very distracted. Uh, the window of opportunity, so to speak, from the meal being served has certainly passed and, if anything, inverted. And with everyone readying themselves in their political personas, preparing to vote, debate, however, whatever the case may be, 
they've gone from much easier to interact with to much more difficult to interact with. And Inori. I'm going to do real quick before this uh, begins properly. Before they throw us out of this room, <laughs> you mean? Exactly that thing, yes. Uh, on my way out, I just wanted to throw another dice at Marques to see if I can get her a green dot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, so I that, love her. She has to be on my less, That, but less metagame. Right, exactly. In I mean, character, well, like, sir. <laughs> like you had said earlier, though. I mean, I mean, I already had like three convos with her. Yeah, you, you talked yeah. to her a bit, and she extended the invitation to uh, help you into the Pathfinder Society. But you don't feel like you have opened the great locked box that is Marques de Champ. She is very secretive, and she is very reclusive. But you're going to take one last passing shot to try to make another friend here. And on your way out, what do you want to roll? Diplomacy. Diplomacy. Go for it. Fifteen. Slightly good You uh you greet her again as you pass. And she greets you. As you'd spoke earlier, you're introduced. And you chat for a brief moment before she uh rather abruptly excuses herself to prepare her documents and things for the upcoming vote because She's, She's a busy, busy lady. Said it is at hand, and yes, she is at the moment a very busy lady. So, all the senators make their way to their assorted seats. Aaron O'Kara is not a senator. Um, I'm going to put you guys, because of how the line of sight works here, go ahead and just line yourselves up on the right side of the room, just because the gallery doesn't actually have line of sight down onto the Senate floor below. But realistically, the servants, and for those who did not acquiesce to the servants' requests, then the guards would usher everybody out of the room here and up onto the gallery above, where uh, anyone who wanted to look down the proceedings was welcome to do so. Nearly everybody in the Senate hall gathers around. Uh, there are crowds at the various doors where guards are standing in each, uh, letting no one pass, hoping to look down onto the floor itself. There are just a plethora of aristocrats and nobles up in the gallery above, looking down onto the Senate floor to watch as the Senate finally convenes. On to the main stage steps a new face the judge presiding over the senatorial council here now they do not lead immediately into the primogeniture vote as the senate convenes they spend a solid half hour which uh Dara, you regenerate another uh non-lethal damage back because it's been Sweet. an hour by that point yeah they spent a full half hour arguing and voting on various small formalities, spending bills, relatively minor things. 
as everyone slowly grows more impatient, because this is the business as usual. This is how normally the gala ends, effectively. But this year, obviously, is different. The vote that's coming here will, if nothing else, overturn a, a law as old as one of the oldest nations in Galarian itself. And as you all stand up in the gallery looking down, the political ruling body of Taldor spreads out 20 feet below you. Uh, these are just the main faces, but all of these seats and ranks from the bottom stairs all the way back up to these nooks at the side are filled with dozens of senators and their most prominent aides, what appears to be one for each, either standing by their side or quickly scurrying around, running messages and preparing. After the minor bills pass, the various conversation and chatter becomes a cacophony of unintelligible voices in the final moments before the last vote. Until finally, the magically amplified voice of the judge himself rings out over everyone. Thank you all. I would ask that our observers please remain silent. We will now begin voting on addendum number 22,087. Repeal of the ancient law of primogeniture, the issuance of inheritance, and aristocratic titles solely through male heirs. And with that, a silence falls over the whole hall. And the amplified voice continues as he calls on one after another of the various senators uh, just working his way down the line. Naming each and collecting their votes individually. The early declarations are split surprisingly evenly given the confidence of some of the senators previously about which way this vote would go with a fairly large number of the senators abstaining entirely and choosing not to throw their hat one way or the other not to take the risk only about halfway through the process after nearly 10 minutes of these individual calls have passed the votes begin to shift beginning to favor Princess Eutropia's bid to end this primogeniture. And by the end of the tabulation, nearly 60% of the Senate body has thrown their vote towards the repeal. As this goes, the judge himself seems to become more and more shocked. And as it hits the final handful of votes, he actually takes a minute to compose himself before he continues. And he looks around the room and up into the gallery 
clears his throat. <clears throat> and so, the final tally for addendum 22,087, the repeal of primogeniture with 36 abstentions. The final tally stands at 107 for 79 against. The addendum passes. And with that cheering erupts through a lot of the nobles in the gallery and scattered around the outside. But it is scattered. A lot of people are very clearly, visibly, and loudly excited about this. A lot are not. But this magically amplified voice continues over the crowd. Among other business tonight, the Senate now formally recognizes Princess Eutropia Stavian I as the new heir to the Primogen crown and the first heir the Empire has seen in 20 years. And with that, the entire chamber, uh, the Senate floor itself just explodes into a mixture of riotous applause and loudly shouted condemnations. And this only further provokes the nobles gathered around on the gallery with a huge mixture now of cheering and equally loud, very audible booing. And this continues for a few minutes before it finally starts to die out. And as it does, the judge announces, uh, after meeting, uh, talking to several aides, several senators, uh, various figures approaching him. The Senate floor and surrounding areas will now be closed for an official senatorial recount. This is an, will be an official recess of the first Grand Aparin Senate. And with that, the nobles are ushered, uh, the ones down below around the doorways are ushered further away from the guards and out of the entire surrounding area. Those in the gallery are allowed to stay as many of the senators begin to leave their post and just mill around talking, not really mill, very urgently move around talking to each other and uh, sending their aides just running spastically back and forth. And as this all happens, each of you once again hears Martella's voice in your mind. Interesting, as I'd hoped, but interesting. Uh, if you'll all please come around to the other side of the gallery and meet with me once more, please. Let's all go. Understood. No reason not to. Off we go. Somewhat impressively, uh, Lady Lothi has managed to keep a small area here still roped off. And she has a small section with that table still in the back of the gallery where nobody else is allowed access. And as you approach and sit down, she once again offers each of you a cup of tea or coffee at your leisure. And gives you a moment to get situated before she begins. But now she clearly has a fairly 
well, what is for her large smile on her face. She is visibly pleased. I see that you're very happy with the result. You're not concerned about the recount at all? Hmm. It's a simple formality. For something so impactful, they'll have to make sure no mistakes were made. Also, one that has been in place for quite a long time, as it does give some of the other senators the opportunity to shift their weight, so to speak, if they wish to be remembered as voting on the correct side of this issue. No, the outcome will not change, I am sure. Okay, good. I'm just being annoyed, I guess. Now, I must admit, this has all gone much better than I had expected. I have to say I'm pleased. You've all done well. And let it be known that even though you are not the faces on the floor, casting the votes yourself to pass this phenomenal repeal, each of you had your part in history here today. Your help has assured that the repeal would pass. And I am more than thankful for each of you. In addition, I have been watching. You seem to have made quite an impact. I've seen you flit about the gala here, both on the Senate floor directly and around. And you've turned a lot of heads. Uh, you've gone so far as to make a fairly decent impression on the <laughs> leader of the troop of jesters. But beyond that, many of the senators now have heard your names. And beyond that, many of the senators now respect your names. You did a good job of weighing over Countess Pace. She is an arrogant sword and not one to be reasoned with, but you performed expertly in doing what was needed of you. And Duke Sentimus, I hear, is more than willing now to hear your cause and through yours, mine. Baron O'Kara himself has come personally to speak with me and make sure that uh, I'm aware that Sir Landless has carried my message well. And I hear that, among other things, a certain reveal in the museum earlier did not go nearly as well as planned for a Earl of Renaissance. Do you have those items with you? Don't pull them out, of course, but... I do, yes. They're more than willing to keep them. Consider that a additional payment. As I said, I am more than pleased. Now... Traditionally, this would be an opportunity for the Grand Prince himself to make an appearance and speak out to formally end the Exaltation Gala. I assume that will be happening rather shortly. Until then, rest assured that when we reconvene tomorrow in this in the same cafe, you will be more than rewarded for your efforts here. Fair enough. In the I meantime... Have, I do have one more thing for you. Now, I saw that you took a moment to meet our dear Exalted himself. Yes. You spoke with Calbio? Yeah, quite a bit, actually. He's fairly fun. I saw him leave with you. He's a very excitable sort. I have something here, and she reaches into uh, the parish she has in the ground next to her and pulls out a letter. Neatly folded and sealed with wax embroidered with just a simple heart. Uh, it looks like it wasn't even stamped. It was just carved into the 
wax itself. And she says, I think of everyone here, he'd appreciate you delivering this more than anyone else after the ceremonies are complete and he is exalted. This is a message from his parents. They couldn't afford to be here this evening, unfortunately, but it's a letter of a very personal and emotional nature. Now, the problem is I do know our dear friend Calvio isn't literate, so somebody's going to need to read it to him. And if there's anyone to be trusted with this, I figure that's you. I believe I can handle that. Also, it would be remiss of me to trust anyone's intentions, even the parents of the Exalted here today. So, rather than pry my nose into it myself, I'll leave it to you to make sure there's nothing unsavory in here and that it will be fitting. He should be in quite the good mood to receive it. I do know the boy loves his parents. Um, would I be able to catch him before this whole business starts, do you think? I'm sure you will not, but afterwards you will hopefully be able to get some time to talk to him as everyone filters out of the gala and hand him this letter. Well, read it to him. Uh, at that point, he may have some servants with him. I leave it to your discretion, but do with this what you will. It just lets him know his really? parents are very proud of what he's done here today. Now, I will meet with you all tomorrow morning in the same cafe we met before this gala began. And as she uh, turns, you can all hear the judge's booming voice down below announcing the finishing of the, the recount. Oh, it does sound like that business is all concluded. You may want to get back uh, downstairs. I believe they'll re they're reopening the floor for everyone for Prince Davian's speech. Should be... She grimaces a bit. Interesting. It's no secret that he's very much opposed to the repeal, and I'm sure that regardless of the vote, he'll pass up... He will not pass the opportunity to lambast his own daughter. Shame what a classless man we have for a prince. Wow. It is unfortunate, but that's the reason we did our work here today. It is, and you've done very well. Now, if you'll head down, I believe that the guards should start organizing the floor soon. Uh, you'll be assigned spots, unfortunately, and given your stature and status as guests, I'm afraid you'll be near the back. But still, you'll be able to see the fruits of your labor, the results of your hard work here tonight. I expect... The Grand Prince to, well, do as he does before Princess Eutropia formally accepts the passing of the, what is it? What is it? Is heirdom a word? What'll be the word for that? Uh, crown, I guess. Well, yeah, not I passing think the crown. He's still the Grand Prince, but. No, yeah, but she will have the ability to have it now. Yeah, passing of the bloodline, I guess. I don't know. There's probably a word for that that I, as the GM, don't know. But I, so, again, thank you. Thank you. And not just I, but Taldor thanks you. Well, I was happy to be of assistance personally. And thank you for allowing me the time to come here. It was truly interesting. <laughs> so Yes, that's who I'm talking to. No, I know. You, you want to head, know. You guys wanna head back downstairs? Uh, yeah, I'll head back downstairs. Uh, Unless we have enough time for another check. 
I was going to say, before uh, we leave, out of my bag, I was going to pull the cup that I took earlier and leave it there and leave. Because I did oh, take it with me. Yeah. Oh, you take the coffee <laughs> cup and you put it back on the table. There you go. Yeah, and then leave. Now, as you head down, the guards, uh, pairs of guards and servants, uh, wearing again the Stavian official badge, are going through the area and assigning everyone their spots. Right now, it is a huge clusterfuck of just bodies milling about. But everyone is assigned an area with proximity to the stage based on their stature. Uh, the Grand Prince and Calbio are already present on the stage. And the edge of the stage itself, as well as the stairs leading up to it, are ringed with his personal Ulfin guard. And nearly all the guards and soldiers from the event are stationed near the doorways now as literally everyone filters in for the Grand Prince himself speech and the ending of the festivities at the gala. But as everybody is sorted here and arranged before this begins, you all have one final social round to talk to anybody other than Calbio or obviously Prince Davian. Anybody that is not those two. You can even stop and talk to Masoka on the way down if you really wanted to. I just dragged it down here for <laughs> it later. Yeah. Um, so, not even going to go an issue. I'm just going to go across the board. Uh, Dara. No one in particular to talk to. You cannot, yeah, you cannot play in the room anymore. It would just literally be to influence a person. You get one nice shot to just influence a person. Yeah. Um, I guess... No, I, the only person I could influence uh, that I know of would be the like military folk. Well, uh, but, uh, Pytharius is here now, so if you wanted to talk to Pytharius, you can. Yeah, I suppose I could. You haven't uh, done a discovery on him or anything, so you don't. No, yeah, that's not guessing, a good idea. but I mean, it's I your don't want to make. So it's, it's like you might as well. Yeah, I'll just use uh, knowledge. Best case now, you piss off the commander in chief if he thinks you yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't want to do that, but I will use Knowledge Soldier and, a, and just hope that that won't make Fashion it really soldier. bad. What did I say? Knowledge Soldier. That's oh, yeah. Soldier is. So you want to take a brief moment to try to talk to Pytherius himself as the room is organized. Uh, you work way towards the group. He's currently talking to Baron O'Kara, which is an easy in for you because you've already talked to O'Kara. He knows you, and that's an easy introduction to Pytherius. You have a brief minute or two to make an impression on the man. Okay. So if you want to just throw the profession soldier, go for it. I'm doing it. Don't fuck up the roll. Uh, it's not a one, seven. I guess. He nods, thanks you for your service, and turns back to uh, <laughs> his group. Yeah. Inori. Uh, I don't want to be like the lost puppy, but <laughs> I want to be my friend. Um, my, my last try, multiple things. I got to do it. It's a Hail Mary pass. Um, I'm going to try to influence Martella once again. Martella? Martella. Mar 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 There's so many Martellas, Marquesses, and yeah. 
Well, that's because my cast is a title. That's not much of the shop. I can't actually find the shop. There she is. A huge fucking pile of senators. It's just names. There you go. There's the shop. All right, go for it. We believe in you, buddy. You can do it. I, don't, I, I feel like I need more energy. I, I just... I, my dice are locked. Where's your centipedes, boys? Roll the check. It's a 17. Okay. The 17. And your last moment to talk to her before the evening's festivities are concluded. She appreciates the interest you've taken. <laughs> and you, my friend, yes! have successfully influenced Marcus de Champ. Yes! yes. She lets be. you know that even whatever your decisions on her offer, should you ever need the resources of the Pathfinder Society, they're not opposed to exchanges of work. And you being here on the dawn of a new era with Princess Eutropia claiming the descent of the crown, you're destined for great things. She's sure you can help each other in the future should you need it. Now, I've got one hell of a knee slapper that I'm going to tell Wasilka on the way by. All right. You're going to take your final shot at Wasilka. That is a 20. You're <laughs> hacker man here. Is she one off? Is she also <laughs> one off? Because the shop was one off. Wasilka's one off. You influence Wasilka on the way down. And uh, as, as you tell her, she laughs and shakes her head and stops you for a minute before you head down. She says, hey, we never even properly introduced names. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to help out. Your interests here seem, I'm sure, to extend beyond the fantabulous troop. What brings you here? Oh. A little bit of money, a little bit of boredom, and free food. Good jokes. Just having a good time. You're of noble blood. I'm sure there's more to that. Not for me in particular. Hmm. Uh, figured I'd help. Well, should that situation change, or should your own interests require information, you'd be surprised how much People's children's know. And, well, to right. extent, how much I know. It's a pleasure meeting you. I'm Wasilka. Wasilka Freeling. I have answers should you need them. I know I'm a Nelson. lot more about these people than they think I do. Doubt that a bit, honestly. It was nice meeting you, though. And she nods and then immediately snaps back into character. Because she still has to entertain the kids up here while this is happening. She broke character for you, man. That's impressive. She broke character for Nell. So He's a charismatic dude. As everyone arranges, a dozen of the biggest Olfengard take their places around the sides of the stage. 
and around the back of the podium near the chamber here, and the guards take their places uh, near the various doorways. Everyone gets in place for the final event of the gala here, Prince Stavian's proclamation, and Princess Eutropia is accepting of the pre-imaging crown. A mix of senatorial staffers and these Olfen Guard finish assigning everyone their places and putting you guys actually even further back than this. You are guests here, and you are pretty much against the wall of the Senate chamber itself. Uh, just stuffed as far back as could possibly be behind all of the various senators and higher-ranking nobles, and even the senators' aides. <laughs> You're back, well. Uh, you can see Martella herself is only about 20 feet ahead of you. Just really, just barely here on the stairs, more or less. Well, big names, Pytherius, Princess Eutropia herself, all arrange themselves down near the bottom of the podium. Oops. Finally, Grand Prince Davian steps forward towards the front of the tall stage that overlooks the hall from its center. And he raises a single hand, silencing the chatter and murmurs spreading throughout the room. And Calbio, ushered directly by an Olfen guard that is standing behind him, just pretty much pushing him forward. And now, seemingly a little bit stage shy, hunched over and kind of trying to make himself small, inches forwards towards the stage where Prince Davian turns to him, puts on a huge smile and claps his hand on the man, on the very frightened man's shoulder. He looks out over the assembly. It's quite the group we have here today. I don't think I've ever seen the Senate building packed so full. Especially not for any of my previous speeches. There's a small, kind of awkward chuckle. Ripples through the room a bit. He gestures with his free hand. Even my lovely daughter, now a woman, sits among the players of Apara's greatest game. He takes his other hand off of Kalbio and puts them both up. Of course, none of you are here for me. No! Today is about something else entirely. Today is about elevation. It is no secret that today is about exalting others to a new status in life. And he turns towards Calbio with his arms spread wide. I'm sure many of you have had the opportunity to meet Calbio here. He's a man of his people, elevated at the urging of all the ladies, lords, senators, and aides present in this chamber. I think we should all give him a rousing applause to commemorate this momentous change in his life. And as he starts to clap, the whole room erupts into cheers and just uproarious applause. And the Grand Prince puts his hand back on Calvio's shoulder 
and Calvio, looking like a deer in headlights, just kind of stares out across the entire crowd with a huge, nervous smile on his face as he just kind of slowly and shakily waves a hand, doing his best to take it all in. Everybody make me a sense motive check. Dara with a 19. Nori an 11. Wait, what? <laughs> I saw 11 on, or 12 on the dice. Yeah, he's negative you... one. Wow! <laughs> wow! No, a 6. As you guys look up at this, you feel that the Grand Prince is not entirely genuine. And you remember what Martella told you, that he's probably real, real upset about this. And you feel like the general mood of his speech is about to change direction fairly quickly. Uh, Dara, just Dara, you notice that Calbio is a little beyond just like average stage fright here. He is so out of his element, he is legitimately terrified. Like this dude's on the edge of peeing himself. This guy is absolutely horrified. That's not good. I mean, this is definitely not his element at all. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. yeah. Terrified, though. As, uh, as the applause starts to die down after about 30 seconds, a huge the hulking guard from behind once again gestures a couple times and then literally just puts his hand up and pushes Calvio to the front of the stage uh, to the very tip. And he like staggers forward, almost losing his balance as he stands tall besides Prince Davian walking up to the very, very edge of the stage. And uh, again, putting his hand back on Calbio's shoulder as he looks out over the crowd. He doesn't look at Calbio as he says this. He keeps looking out over the room in front of him. I understand your parents sacrificed everything to help you reach this day, my boy. Saving up for your apprenticeship and the tools you needed to achieve greatness. And today you stand here as a grateful son. No doubt making them proud. I too understand what it is to sacrifice. I have given so much for the people of this nation. A brother, a son, a lifetime of service. Even my own daughter's loyalty. As he looks down at Eutropia. He pauses for a second, just kind of licks his lips and reaches across Cabio's shoulder and literally pulls him in almost like in a side hug real close. But unlike you, Lord Calbio, these Taldens, my children, truly, are not grateful. They scheme and plot, dream of hanging their dutiful father and placing a woman, a woman, sir, on the lion's throne. 
and they have seen fit this very day to induct you into their conspirational ranks. And that is why here, now, you, Lord Calbio, will be the first among them to die. And with his other hand, he reaches out with a jeweled dagger and plunges it into Calbio's chest. Oh, fuck! The crowd is stunned as the front rows are showered with the country boy's blood. And you see Calbio just barely mouth Ma? as he falls down face first in a pool of blood at the edge of the stage. Princess Eutropia, staring up at her father, pulls out her rapier immediately, as do many of the other senators here. Um, but a lot of them just look around confused. As you look around you now, you notice black cloak soldiers that have filtered throughout the crowd. They all toss aside their cloaks to reveal armor and long swords strapped at their sides. And they draw their swords and start swinging at random, slaying senators, aristocrats, nobles, anyone who's in reach. You notice that the guards near the door have multiplied tenfold with nearly 50 soldiers blocking every entrance into this room. After a moment of shock and confusion, the Ulfen guard around the podium with no idea what's going on, close ranks around the prince and draw their weapons as well, swinging wildly at anyone that approaches, uh, just desperately trying to defend the crowd. These Viking warriors cut down anyone, black clad infiltrators or senators alike who come near, just keeping the crowds at play. This floor in an instant becomes a killing field. Roll initiative. Got a red wedding us? God damn, son. Pretty hot 17. 15's alright. I like the 22 I had earlier. Now initiative does matter. 12. The party was fun while it lasted, though. <laughs> you notice one of the black-clad soldiers nearby you with his sword drawn. Uh, this is the one closest to you. Just a few feet behind Martella as he steps forward and swings his sword once, slaying a servant, and twice, taking it down a random noble. Now... Or it's a four-round action to draw your weapons because they're peace-bound. All right. Um, is my shield included in that? No, your shield you can take. You can equip your shield. Your sword is peace-bound. Okay, I will go on ahead and arm myself and five-foot step to here. Dara, you don't have your crossbow, but you do at least have a sword. I mean, technically, <laughs> um, four round action to draw it. 
I think I'm, I'm going to total defense. I am not prepared for this. Trying to waste my time ripping this sword out of the sheath is probably going to get me killed. So you just take, you, you just get on your guard and prepare yourself to try to survive as best as you can. Inori. Uh, can I, I can cast, right? I can cast. Yes. You can cast, you just, your sword is piece, but it takes four on action to draw it. All right, I'm gonna cast Vanish. Not a bad idea. So you immediately in response, nope out of this, and uh, cast Vanish disappearing from view as this agent approaches. Uh, do you wanna move anywhere? Cause that's just a standard action. Over there. A whoosh. Good choice of music, by the way. Yeah, it's freaky. All right. The agent swings his sword a few more times as he moves closer towards the wall, just hacking his way through panicked bodies as he approaches before he stands and turns to see uh, Nell with his shield raised and turns toward him. Nell. I'm going to assume a defensive stance. You can just intimidate anyone, right? Like, yeah, you can use a standard action to intimidate and literally to give them oh, a shame do it. so they take a minus <laughs> two to their uh, attack rolls and whatnot. I feel like that's gonna be worth it. Yeah, it'll get it's, it, it makes them shaken. Gonna tell them to back the fuck off. Uh, remind me. Okay, Chevy, what's the DC to intimidate somebody? What's the fair? What's the intimidate DC? 10, 10 plus, plus wisdom plus wisdom level. Plus HD? Yeah. Yeah, it's HD. Wiz HD? He simply smirks as he raises his sword. Uh, you see the slaughter continue throughout the hall as senators and nobles alike have drawn hidden or peace bound weapons to try to fight back against these agents. Uh, you recognize one of the people from earlier, Kathan Zalar, from outside, dive into combat with their curved sword and shield in hand. Lion Blades, to your duties! Defend the Senate! And she, and she engages several of the agents with a, a few more casting cloaks aside to reveal glamoured armor. Dara. All right, uh, I will move here and uh, try to get past the guard. This is not a guard. This is like eight guards. Oh, oh, that's a wall of guards. All right. That's a wall of guards. Yeah, there's no leaving through that door. You're not uh, getting out that way. Wonderful. Um, fuck. I will, I guess, keep moving to over here and just keep total defensing to make up for not having my armor on. Inori, as you watch and reappear, uh, you see the Ulfin close a full rank around Prince Davian, uh, beginning to shuffle him backwards away from the edge of the stage and uh, back away from just Calbio's body left just alone. It's his blood running down the sides of the podium. Uh, uh, I'm going to, now that I'm over here, and I vanish as one. If I'm gonna rip my sword out of the the thing, 
take it if I can. Get... Right, so you take the full round action and you tug and pull and reach down with the other hand to just hold your sheath in place as you finally manage to yank your sword free from its peace binding. And it's in a, you're armed now. The agent raises his sword and uh, Nell, you raise your shield in defense, but he in a flash twists his sword to the side and immediately strikes around your shield out of your unprotected flank. And as he does, all of you see a blue flash in your eyes and instantly everything goes dark and silent. No. Yeah. Oh, you guys can't see yourselves in the issue. That's weird. Nope. No, we can't. It's dark as fuck, yo. Uh, I guess I'll just delete you and re-add you. Oh, I can see now, sort of. You can see yourselves. Yeah. All right, no. Um. Question. Answer. I have a fighter's kit that I purchased, like with the whole starting thing. Would I have the general items from that, possibly? Probably not. I don't imagine you would have brought them to the. Uh... I didn't imagine because a torch would be nice. Yeah, I. I mean, if you, it wasn't really fair. I, I'll leave that up to you. Would you have brought that to the gala? Well, I don't imagine I would have brought everything because it's a pretty heavy bag but i'd imagine i would have like a little kit that i always carry just of things that i might need because he is often with people out in the middle of the city doing stuff and occasionally you need a torch or something like that so maybe having a few small things but i guess i didn't specify that retroactively so i'm gonna say no i wouldn't have that so i just don't So I suppose I will just walk forward until I bump into something with my sword and shield raised. Okay, well, which way is forward? Where are you going? This way. Just yeah, You get to exactly here. And uh, as you reach that spot, you bump into what appears to be a counter that's about waist high, a table of some sort, and a wall behind it. All right. Um, I'll use another movement action to go around the table and see if there's something that I can find on the other side, possibly. You feel your way around the table here and along the wall. Uh, you feel the stone give way to wood as you're fairly certain that you've reached a door. Uh, before your hands run across what appears to be a metal panel in the wall. I'll touch it, see what it does. I mean, yeah, you, you just run your hands across it and doesn't appear to do 
anything. All right. And then you bump into a bed on your left. That's about six seconds worth of stumbling around. Dara, uh, you can hear somebody shifting around in the darkness. Um, continuing the like where he was originally going. Uh, he like what do we hear? You hear nothing. You only hear like the footsteps and sliding of yeah, what. Yeah, we're not dead. Did. No, you don't. That's you're not dead. No. No, no, deaf. No, that's all you hear. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said you're not dead. You I was like, I hope light. not. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. Why I'd be playing if I was dead. Um, <laughs> that like but, metal uh, and wood clanking together because yeah, of his armor, yeah. of his breastplate. He'll continue. Yeah, that is all you hear. The direction he thought he was going, which is be forward, uh, looking for a way out, leaving a handout and call out to uh, if anyone was there. Extremely confused now. Uh, I was going like this direction. Wait. Hello there. I was walking that way, trying to. Uh, you find feel something. to your left. You feel what appears to be uh, mattresses and bed frames immediately next to you. What? Okay. Uh, I guess keep moving. Uh, just around them as best I can. You can go up or down because they're lined up next, like to the left of you. Uh, so all of right here is just yeah. fucking mattresses. Yeah, several right. beds. Yeah. Then I'll I'll move uh this direction. Come on. Okay, and you uh you start to slide down to your left down the row of beds before you feel just a stone wall. The only way left to go is this way if you want to keep following the wall. Yeah. You and you do until it reaches a corner here. As you can feel there, it turns to a wooden door. And um, angles back up towards the north. I'll try and open it. Uh, you fumble around, trying to find the latch before finally opening the door. And that's two move actions. Anari. All right, first things first. I'm going to cast light on myself. Anari, being a magus, doesn't want to fumble around the dark forever. And casts light, touching her own chest. And as that glowing handprint radiates out throughout the room, you see a small stone chamber uh, with fitted wallpaper lining every end of this maybe 35 foot across room, but just peeling at the scenes from raw uh, from raw age. Uh, six old beds lie against the western wall, each fairly pristinely made but caked in a thick layer of dust, clearly neglected for at least decades. The northeastern corner of the room is eight sets of lockers uh, across the ground and across the uh, upper, like an upper cabinet, almost making the, the counter that Nell had run into previously. Two doors exit the room, one to the north, one to the east, oh, three doors, and one down by Dara, which he doesn't have any light that leads into right now. In addition, you can see a brass and green glass rectangular panel right in front of Nell that he had just accidentally touched. Where where's the glass panel? It's right next it's on the wall next to Nell, like right here. Oh, okay. Up on the northern end of the room by the door. I'm gonna head over to this door and 
as I'm walking over, be like, what the hell is going on? So I took you off initiative because we have, uh, we're not in combat, clearly. You are somewhere. So feel free to move about freely and see what you can you know, see, really. I mean, following the light now. Nothing yeah. else matters. Yeah, we don't have much of a choice Everything on that. So, yes. did you oh. just move yourself through the door, you fuck? Both of them. I thought you said move freely. Did you not? <laughs> not through the walls. The door. Chevy. You're opening the door. You want to open the door, Chevy? Don't it's just move through the door. All right, all right, all right. Just... Gosh, Evan, you open the door, and you see a small stone connecting chamber that leads simply to another door. Now I don't want to go in the room. <laughs> As you push yourself and look around, you hear Martella's voice panicked uh, in your minds. Where did you go? I just saw you and several others in the Senate vanish into thin air. Uh, somewhere old. There's beds and a counter and I'm not really sure. There's yes, dust everywhere, though. We do not have any clue. Uh, me, personally, at least. Uh, are you safe? You hear nothing. We gotta get back to the chamber immediately. I need to find a weapon, and then I will get back to the chamber. Unlike what token looks like, he does not currently have a crossbow in his hands. You no. have a weapon. You have a sword. Yeah, that I don't know how to use. It's purely ceremonial. No, you have a dagger. Yes, also not relevant. My character is hey, not trained you know to use daggers. Use or not, man. Yeah. No, don't what do you mean you're not trained to use daggers? No, any human being can wield a dagger. He was not trained right, to use I'm, a dagger. I'm going to move since, since they're bickering. I'm just going to move. Uh, well, yes. I mean, let me like... assume my position. <laughs> He's just gonna walk up and open the door. Yeah, let me. Walks up and uh, opens the door, and that casts light into a very cluttered chamber, uh, where stacked wooden crates haphazardly cover the entire southern wall of this room, and in another pile occupy the northwestern corner. The eastern half of the room is very full of wooden shelves, each rack filled with dust-coated bottles, crockeries, and glass jars. You see uh, on both, near both doorways here, another identical brass and green glass rectangular panel. Hmm. I mean, do we have any idea where we're at? Are we even in the, the place anymore? You have no idea where you are. This looks like nothing you've seen from the Senate Hall. You hear Martella's voice again. Lady Marilla's allies from the Pathfinder Society secured us away out of the Senate building. This is an organized force. Understood. We unfortunately still do not have any idea where we are going. I would like to open the door. <laughs> okay, Sass Lord, calm down. 
You open another door, which leads once again to a thin stone connecting room. Let's keep moving, boys. After you, light. We are but moss to your flame. <laughs> Something like that. And the next, leading you into, surprisingly, a well-lit room. Ooh. This one is lit by a magical, uh, a series of magical beacons on the ceiling. Uh, thin, glowing, just lines of stone that don't appear to have any physical or engineered component to them. They are just an enchantment. Uh, the room itself is lined with heavy wooden bookshelves, and it's furnished very opulently. A posh and overstuffed chair sits in the northwestern corner alongside a small circular table and a massive bed and adjoining table rest along the eastern side. There's a, two doors leading west out of here. One, a much larger double door, and one, a smaller, seeming to lead into a sequestered corner of the room. I'll open this one. Standing near this door, it does not smell good. You don't even need a perception check for that. It just doesn't smell great at this door. Okay. Um, you want to open, I'll open it? Yeah. It leads into a bathroom. It seems to have been abandoned for just as long as the rest of these chambers. And oh, in its that was weird. state of disrepair, kind of smells like shit. I see. Uh, the lighting's really weird for that, just FYI. Yeah, because the lighting is coming from uh, the main, the oh, yeah. Though, but not that yeah. room. So it's just what's going, trickling in through the doorway. I see. Yeah, okay. I was going to say this. There's not a separate bathroom light, unfortunately. Oh, not okay. the one that's not, anyway. Were these light strips on the ceiling inactive, you would not know they were there. It's just strips of stone inexplicably glowing. And yeah. again, there is a brass and green glass panel set next to this southern door, just like in the previous two rooms. All right, well. Can we take a closer look, like, and really examine the glass thing? Maybe a clue as to where we're at? Uh, sure. As you look at it, it is uh, ornately engraved around the outside of the brass, but appears to be a fairly simple rectangle. Uh, a lightly engraved emblem of a stylized sun is carved into the middle of it. Anybody recognize the symbol? Uh, what no, kind of knowledge would that so. be? Um, I mean, it's this, it doesn't connect to anything any of you would know other than it's vaguely reminiscent of Serenay's holy symbol, but not really. Hmm. It's kind of a stylized sun. None of you would recognize it. Damn. Okay. Not a clue then. I suppose let's see what lies in front of us. It must connect back around. There was a door over there after all. Uh, I suppose we could not just open this one and see where it leads. Yeah, we have to keep moving. This runs to a dead end, then we can go back. Double doors leading to yet another connecting chamber. After you. I'll motion, I was going to say I'll motion the light lady again. I want to open a door with and no light. As you open that door, it leads to another room lit by these luminescent stripes 
on the ceiling uh, with a wooden counter, like a bar, occupying most of the northwestern corner. Open cabinets of dusty liquor bottles sit behind the bar, while one cabinet remains tightly sealed with a visible padlock. And three tables with a uh, quartet of chairs apiece fill much of the room, and the walls are covered with portraits of posing nobles and historical scenes, all very faded with age. This looks like a tavern. Possibly, or uh, some hotel of some kind with all of Once the beds. Once again, the same brass and green glass panels rest next to each doorway. I guess for experimentation's sake, I believe this goes back to where we were. Would lead to another connecting hallway, which, yes, leads back around to the room you started in. Yay. You appear to be trapped in a closed circuit of these four rooms with no visible way to leave. Uh, that is not good. Well, you said one of these was still sealed, right? Uh, one of the cabinets is sealed, yes. Uh, it's sealed, and it has a large, very fine-looking brass padlock on it. Both the cabinet in- itself and the padlock do not show any signs of age, unlike everything else in these chambers. All right. Um, if you're unlocking yeah. something using a key, do you still take the penalty for wearing armor on a disabled device check? What do you mean with a key? I have a skeleton key. Uh, remind me how skeleton key works? Plus 10 to disable device. Like, I just put the key in, turn it, and it or doesn't. Yeah, no, it literally just works here. It doesn't. Uh, let me see here. Let me check skeleton key. Uh, this is not a standard door lock. It wouldn't fit in this lock. Okay. I'm not going to just, like, bullshit you use the skeleton key forever, but it definitely wouldn't fit this. <laughs> I mean, fair. I, I don't want to uh, just have it be like, oh, this opens? Cool. I mean, I there will be times where that might happen, but this isn't one of them. Yeah, it's just, it's a fun item that I like to play around with. Hmm. Maybe can I detect magic on the glass? The glass does radiate magic with a very faint aura of evocation and abjuration. Can I spellcraft figure out what it is? Uh, you sure can. So you start to look over the little glass thing and try to figure out uh, what it does. And as you are feeling it, you don't no, you don't recognize the spells that are laid on it. But Nell, with your line of sight, you would notice that the lights in the eastern room shut off when she touched it. Ha! Huh, it's a light switch. Here I am, wasting again. all my time with this. Yeah, hit it again. I want to 
I want to see if it actually works. I'm I'm just going to directly stare at him and push it while I'm making eye contact. The light turns back on, Instagram. I'm not even looking at you. I'm like, oh my god, the light switch works. That's so cool. <laughs> Are you satisfied now? Absolutely. So where's the light switch for the other room? Old shrug. <laughs> Uh, the thing that's sealed—it's like a, a cabinet, right? Just wooden. yeah, it's a full cabinet. The whole, uh, the whole thing itself, and also the lock do not show any signs of age. Does anybody object to me just hitting it? I suppose not. Uh, there's like I can just take my shield and bash it and see if it breaks. Give it a flack. Your weapon still appears, by the way. What mine? Yes. No, I drew it. Oh, you drew it. Okay. Yeah, I drew it and took a five-foot step. Yeah, I don't remember that either. <laughs> that was my first turn. The first time I was trying to give him. Oh, you gave him shaking the second time. Okay, now you did draw it. You're right. I don't, I don't remember you saying you drew it, but uh, I thought you total defense your first time. Whatever. You have your sword in your hand. No, uh, I just um, said. Uh, I just said like I'll take a defensive uh, stance and draw my weapon. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Go ahead and fucking whack the cabinet. Uh, you don't need to make an attack roll. You hit the cabinet. It's not moving. <laughs> it doesn't run. <laughs> if it does, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me your damage. So you whack it with a longsword. And as you strike it, you hear uh, an incredibly loud, deafening ting as your sword bounces off as if it was made of steel. Interesting. I'm not going to hit that again. <laughs> I guess let's look around. Um... This is a perfectly good place to stop this so we don't get too terribly far without Mancha. Yeah. yeah. Because at the start of uh, this particular investigation here into what the fuck do we even do, that's a perfect, that's a perfectly good stopping point for a Pathfinder session, I think. God, that guy's crazy. Yes. He is not right in the head. Weird. Yeah. Weird. The guy who looks like he recreates